podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives um yeah hi everyone hiya (laughs) i'm alexandra i'm diana welcome everyone yeah so how is everyone this week how's everyone doing i'm good um i've had quite a good week actually it's been like really really busy i've had so much on um lucky yeah as you'll see on instagram i had some exciting and fun news um and basically well basically i've been signed to this agency a a sports modeling agency for about six months or so because i used to do like really competitive basketball and um oh yeah like I just signed with them because I thought oh it's fun it's interesting yeah Um, and I haven't had any jobs or anything I've just had like test shoots and things like that but um yeah in November I was contacted and they were like oh like I just want to shoot with you I was like what oh wow that's so weird oh my gosh that's crazy yeah so like I I went along to the day yeah Yeah. literally like I, I was so shocked it was something that I just and that week I was having such a rough time as well but that like yeah like completely cheered me up um, oh that's good yeah, you, like looked, the, you looked really happy in there though as well <laughs> I look so happy but they, they like asking me to look really happy oh yeah she, like yeah. if you guys haven't seen it oh, just look at Diana's Instagram yeah but there, she's, there bounce, she's there bouncing doing double dribbles you know with this like smile on her face being like <laughs> I'm having like a whale of a time, but yeah, it was really good. <laughs> well, someone popped up to me actually, and they were like, "Watching that made me happy because you looked so happy." I was like, "Oh, oh that's so cute. That's so um, sweet." Yeah, that that just like cheered me up because the the stuff like the pictures and the videos all come out the other day, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, finally, like I can talk about it a little bit more." Because I don't like talking about stuff before it's happened, like because I yeah. don't feel like it's real until it yeah, happens. I'm like, "Oh." here we go um so yeah that was just that was a positive thing um mm-hmm. but like there's just come. some weird people yeah hopefully there, there are some weird people though like what i was saying to you the other day boys mm. like can be so rude like some Literally. of the comments from like men that i've just got on social media where they're like oh i can't even do that i can't do it between my legs and stuff. I just you. Thought, yeah you can't do it because i i used to train like six days a week i i used like, what the hell? to do a lot of basketball i put so much yeah. time into it so when a man kind of comes along and thinks oh like men are, men are good at basketball this is a woman who's good at basketball what can i say like what why do you have to say that when i'm celebrating do you know what i mean literally no nah, but what, who cares if you if you can't do that? I don't care. Like, did I ask you? Literally. Why are you coming with exactly. your with your dry opinion? No one no one asked to hear from you. Please, Robert, go it home. Was, <laughs> like, in it, it was so uh, unnecessary. I thought, just move, like, get out of my way. But um, yeah, that that was my highlight. How was your week been? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I've got to say. I'm just, ugh, I'm tired. I'm tired mm. of lockdown. I'm just, ugh, I'm tired of just like obviously i'm doing stuff yeah but i'm tired of doing it <laughs> you know, i just i just want a job where you know like it's like at least it's just something for you to do and then it's like yeah you're doing work and you're doing it because you're gonna get paid so it's like it's like mm. whatever i'm gonna get paid it's just mm. that and i'm just in this like it's cool because basically I'm just I'm getting paid to be at home and just do my own thing and mm-hmm. I'm get I'm getting paid to like try and check, swap careers basically which which is really it's, yeah it's been a good 
like space of time just to be able to do that however I'm just yeah yeah I just don't know what to do with myself anymore I'm just tired I just want to I just want a job just just can okay please just give me a job yeah (laughs) just give give me a job where I can be remote yeah just let me just let me have some interviews please just give me some interviews like the job is there it's just it's it you're not ready for it yet you'll have it I'm ready when it's ready I'm ready now (laughs) I'm ready now. You'll have it when lockdown's over and you can fully, you know, like get it's involved. Been, it's and been not too long. Like, it's been a whole COVID year stuff. now. It's been a whole year, so it's like now I'm I ready. Know. I did. I've I've done the prep. I've done the research. I did the course. I did, you know, like mm. now my portfolio's ready. Just please, mm-hmm. just give me something. It's coming. It's definitely oh. coming. Yeah. But at least this is almost like this part. At least is almost over. Like. I don't mm-hmm. know how much longer these like mini lockdowns that we're going to have are going to go on for, but at least like all of the old people vaccinated now, like they've had their one vaccine. So hopefully it's well, most of them. I don't here. think everyone have. I think I think yeah, it's going to take everyone. a while until they get through everyone as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> hopefully, well, I don't know. I'm tired of being hopeful. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, but we're injecting positive vibes, guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. But it's still good to have balance, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a shit time for everyone, really. Like, but all this look, stuff. It was really nice to see you on Adidas, though. So oh, that's, thank that you. Is, that was just nice. It was nice to see that. Just like, Thanks. you know, it's like, oh, this is cute. Like, we love to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. I, when, when I just saw the pictures, I was like, ah! And then, um, like, I, I spoke to my mom like, mm-hmm. straight away and, like, my family. And for about an hour, I had the pictures and stuff. Like, because my first instinct isn't to post stuff on social media because I was talking yeah. to my mom. And then we're kind of, like, in a bubble with my granny. Like, we're not leaving the house. She lives next door to me. So oh, okay. I ran next door to her and I was like, oh, my God, like, look at this. And she was like, oh, oh that's so cute. So, yeah, it was really nice. Um, but, yeah, like, cute. and then I thought, oh, shit. Like, my sister was like, can I post this on my story? Like, can I show everyone? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I haven't posted it yet. Like, can you relax? <laughs> so, like, she rushed, rushed me to post it all. Oh, OK. Um, but, yeah. No, that's yeah. cute, though. That's good. Fun times. But, yeah, I know who else is tired at this time. Um, I know who you're going to say. That poor girl with the Gorilla Glue on her head. Oh, my gosh. I... Her scalp is tired. Look, I'm sorry. She ain't going to have a scalp after this. Like, just literally all I can... Okay, like, at first, you know, with the the, the videos that went viral, at first... Okay, it is like you can't help but just be like, what the hell? And you just can't help but kind of laugh. But then now it's just like, now nah, she must be in pain because we don't know what yeah. the hell that is doing to her head. Like, what is that doing to her head? She must yeah. be in pain. And then, you know, everyone's keeping up with updates on <laughs> and her social media, her, her social media following has just like obviously shot up because yeah. everyone just wants to be updated and... But who um, cares like that? Like, do people actually care enough to yeah. follow her to like? Literally, oh all God. I've seen, all I've seen is tweets. But you're being like, all I, all I think about now is the Gorilla Glue girl. And then, and then they'll be like, you know what? I had to turn on. I, I followed and turned on post notifications because now I need, I need regular updates. I just want to find out what's going. 
people have oh followed God. her. Like literally, people are invested. But like, I feel like we're all in, we're all mm. kind of invested. Like, we want to know like what her head is going to be looking at. And like, and you know what? She doesn't even yeah. she doesn't have to share it with us. Like, you know, so like she doesn't have to share like the state of her head when this glue is off she can just put up a little statement saying the glue is off now guys you know mm-hmm. she doesn't owe it to us to be giving us these updates it's been very nice of her to give us these updates because you know yeah we we are yeah. quite interested <laughs> <laughs> um but just hopefully it's she's so safe weird i find it very strange that she's literally no one in her life told her before like gorilla glue is very dangerous. Like um, construction thing- people use it. <laughs> I'm sorry, like who has gorilla glue lying around in the bathroom? For them for her to mistake it, for her to look at it and think, Oh, this must be like the got to be glue spray. Oh my god. It's just called gorilla glue. Like it actually has on it actually says on the packet like this is like the strongest glue you can ever get. Like it says mm-hmm. that it's adhesive, it says that it's like Hard as nails. It's, it yeah. says all that bullshit on the packaging. Hard as nails. Oh literally, God. like someone um, oh, someone was saying, oh, Gorilla Glue needs to change their packaging now. But like, I saw a tweet being like, Gorilla Glue don't need to do shit because I'm sorry, it it has all the signs on there, <laughs> and it says that it's corrosive. <laughs> so yeah, nah, nah. But I just, I just could not. And the thing is though, like. Because when she put that video up, that was actually even mm. a month into her having it. Yeah. And like, so she's been like that. Her, she's been like that with her head like that for a month where she's been trying to wash it. And obviously with, with Gorilla Glue, you put water on it and it actually, um, it actually gets worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's kind of like, she's she said that she tried to wash it 15 times. And she just had, and she didn't think any of those times to just go to the hospital. You know, like it took her to put it on social media. (laughs) Then 15 times. (laughs) (laughs) It took her to put it on social media four weeks later to, and for people to be like, go to the hospital for her to go. And I just don't know, like it, it's just like, there's some senses of it where it's just like, yeah, like, you could have just used your common sense in that in that like yeah when you realize that oh these edges are these edges being laid for quite some time like usually you know like usually I, when it gets <laughs> usually when it gets like for the whole day for a slick back ponytail for those edges yeah. and did you see the sweep in those the sweep in those edges the way they were yeah. laid in it they like, were <laughs> <laughs> sweeping those edges I'm sorry there's no way oh, so that funny. after eight hours or five hours of your work day that they aren't fraying so yeah. you know and, she, and she's in America like is it hot there at the moment like yeah what and you think she, like, she looks like she might have 4C hair or like she's definitely got the her hair is in the 4 category like it would yeah. not stay could slick be re- like that look even with relaxer, it would not stay slick like that. Like, it doesn't matter. Your your edges don't stay that perfect. Like, she must have kind of gone home being like, mm, these, mm, these edges, these, mm. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm going to ride this out for another day. Then when it gets to day two, then yeah. she must have been thinking, mm, there's something wrong with this. And then, then she probably rode it out for a week, you know, and then was like, nah, I'm tired of bored of my hairstyle now. Let me try to get this ponytail no. out. And then she was like... <laughs> She just tugged it and she was like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
I just think no. as well, like even after like an hour when it's all dried up, surely she tapped it and she was like, "My what head is, going on? is like a rock." Like, what did she, she not realize that it sounds like you're tapping like a surface? I don't understand. She must have done. Definitely, she must have done. I reckon she felt that, but just thought, "Let me just ride it out." Then just thought, <laughs> "Let me just ride it out a couple of Some days more. to a week." Then it then was probably like, "Oh shit!" But my edge is still laid though, <laughs> and then. <laughs> It got to, you know, three weeks and was like, fucking hell, what am I meant to do? My edges. She's probably... <laughs> that, when it got to the three weeks mark, that's when she was washed. That was like when she had washed it 10 times, yeah? And then yeah. <laughs> the fourth week was when, nah, I'm doing the video. She's like, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> I thought I'd just, you know, would use the spray. <laughs> I ran out of my got to be glued. <laughs> This, oh this God. spray. Oh gosh, like I washed my hair down 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's oh too gosh. much. I can't. I think what I'm worried about, obviously, the short term thing of it being pulled off your scalp, like that literally, is gonna kill. I don't know if it's off yet because there was pictures going around, but I don't think that was her hair. I like, think I feel it was like I've fake. seen that bald picture before. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. Those, those pictures were fake of someone who's got alopecia, I think. Um, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit rude. Like. Yeah, I think people have just kind of put fake pictures around. And then when, obviously, the Shade Borough put it up on theirs, it yeah. was like, why? This is the thing with the Shade Borough. Like, they actually spread real news <laughs> sometimes. News. Yeah. No, they spread real news sometimes. Mm. For then, when they put the fake news up, it's like guys can you just like it's just yeah. it's very misleading <laughs> you're ruining your reputation like by doing stuff like yeah, that yeah but that is their reputation that is yeah. their reputation like but then it's like it is first time you're spending you're putting around what's real next thing you put mm. the fake stuff and then everyone thinks it's real then it's like yeah. people have to check the actual girl's page like my sister sent me that the fake news Chadeborough post and I was like and I quick time went to check on her Instagram page and like there was no picture of her being bald so I was yeah. like no it's fake so like don't take anything because she's been filling us in on each mm-hmm. part of the journey so I'm sorry she has. I think she's going to fill us in when it's off you know yeah yeah she's going to let us know we haven't I don't think we've heard from her for a day or two now Shit. so I oh think my. like because the last thing we saw was she was in the ER and they were doing acetone solvent on there and then she were and then she was back at home and I think her sister or her mum was putting applying the solvent on her head as well so I think it's going to be a few she, rounds of that to she's got a sister to, and she's got a mum who seemed quite caring so why how the hell did she come to the conclusion instead of asking my sister or mum what I should put on my hair let me just try this this super yeah, strong glue. This woman is also looks grown. So like Yeah, she's forty. She's four zero, like forty okay. years old. This woman is grown, so like <laughs> you know, I'm sure I think she just saw it in the bathroom and why is that in the bathroom? I think she just saw it and was just like, Oh, this is glue, like my got to be glue. <laughs> this is glue. Two and two, yep, yeah, must be for my heads. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are putting it on their eyelashes. Oh my god. Fake eyelashes and saying, I want permanent long eyelashes. People are mad. 
people are stupid oh, like no but people. the thing is like i don't even believe i don't believe she's actually putting gorilla glue on her eyelashes she's just she just wants she Man. just wants to get more followers and it's like yeah it's for look, clout, definitely when when people are attention seeking that's when people don't want to follow you so yeah like i'm sure at first a lot of people thought the gorilla glue lady was attention seeking but mm. you know then they came and but then they were like nah <laughs> this is serious nah let, yeah. let's all follow you know we want updates oh my gosh mm. i hope her edges are okay look guys stop saying i hope her edges okay let's just pray for not the okay. condition of her head because yeah. she ain't gonna have no edges she ain't gonna have no hair let's yeah, let's hope that she has a life. head after this yeah literally let's like hope she has it a head. actually concerns me what the, they're gonna do like if they're gonna have to operate and like yeah scr- i'm not even gonna go into detail but yeah you know, like, yeah it just it, it looks gory yeah that's the thing oh yeah let's just pray that this woman might actually be able to grow hair again i think that's yeah i think that's where we, i think that's the stance that we should have and just hope like she'll be able to grow hair again and then and that she'll rock her TWA for a bit before yeah. she starts <laughs> using any glue type sprays <laughs> that oh whole gosh. situation oh, it's mad oh, it's, yeah it's mad um, but yeah, but yeah so we've, speaking of mad madness so um <laughs> <laughs> speaking of madness yeah so we um we became aware that it was sexual abuse and violence awareness week i don't know if it was i think it was probably last mm. week maybe yeah um so me and diana thought okay there's been a lot of things recently that have come out um to do with kind of like sexual abuse sexual violence so and stuff, stuff recently um mm. we didn't want to delve too much into the ti and tiny situation because we know that there's a lot of horrific details with that um which you know and we do know that like a lot of our faves will probably look into it a bit more and be able to provide a bit more information right so um Mm. Yeah. yeah so but we did watch um a recent bbc3 documentary um what was it called music Music Dirty Secrets, something um, Yeah, Music Dirty Secrets, Women Fight Back. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we decided to watch that um, because we know that, like, sexual assault, sexual abuse is very, like, rife in the music industry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was something that we decided to look into. It was an interesting documentary. Um, it was, like, 45 minutes long. But... yeah. Yeah, it what was did you interesting. Think of it? it was it was quite like traumatizing. I think the bit that shocked me the most is um the way that people enable it. Like I feel like we're we know that there's abusers everywhere, but there's more enablers than abusers and that makes you as bad as the abuser. So there's people that sit on the sidelines and watch these things happen, a lot of people, and they don't do anything and that's how it continues to go on I think and how it becomes a thing where you know CEOs and like the top people in the organizations are the ones doing the like sexual abuse and harassment because everyone lets them get away with it um yeah so I think what shocked me the most about the documentary is the amount of people that um 
enable these situations to continue. So, yeah, like we know definitely. that there's lots of abusers around, but um, there's even more people that sit on the sidelines and um, basically mm-hmm. co-sign the abuser's bad behaviour and they don't call them yeah. out. Like if you're silent, you're complicit. That's what we, we say when, you know, people are racist and like homophobic and stuff like that. If you're mm-hmm. silent, you're complicit. The same thing with like sexual assault and sexual um, harassment. And I don't think yeah. people are, like men especially, I don't think they're educated enough on what sexual harassment is because like yeah. what we've been saying, it can be as simple as send in like a really sexually explicit text to like a girl yeah. that like wasn't expecting it do you know what I mean it can be exactly so many things on the spectrum and men don't and seem it, to like, really be educated yeah and it's like it doesn't even kind of with those messages as well it doesn't even necessarily have to be like like just talking about sex it can mm-hmm. be just stuff like so I've had messages I don't know if you have where like a guy has just randomly messaged me out of the blue. I might not have been talking to them for like mm. months, whatever. Probably spoken to them a long time ago. And they'll just randomly message being like, oh yeah, when when are we linking up? Or like, when are we fucking? Something like that. And it's, it's like, gross. it's like, hold on, sorry. Like, what what do you think I am really? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, I There's been at no point where I've made out like, that's, kind of, that's okay like no hello no mm. how are you just when are we fucking like never yeah it's, it's just like <laughs> never. You're, you're an object like he doesn't see you as yeah. a person or an individual like you could have been going exactly. through anything on that day and then he thinks it's yeah. appropriate to like inject himself inject <laughs> inject himself <laughs> into your your situation into your life and like demand oh this is what i want like are you are you ready exactly. now do you know what i mean I don't like that. And it's just like, so the last time I had that, literally, the guy got blocked, obviously. <laughs> and it was just, it was just like, excuse me. Do, like, at first I had a conversation and I, I first said, like, um, in what way was this, is this appropriate? And mm-hmm. I was like, look, I am still a woman, you know. I, I actually mm-hmm. said that. I was like, I'm still a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, just can you, do you understand that I'm a woman and I have feelings, you know, like... You can't just you can't just text someone that. Just get yeah. out, get out of my face. And yeah, after that he got blocked because I'm just not here for that kind of rudeness. Like just because I've posted a cute pic on Instagram, <laughs> yeah, that don't mean you can come into my DMs. No, with that kind of um, inappropriate language. Okay, just so you know, <laughs> like at least put some money in my bank account first or something. You know what I mean? Like. Ugh. How dare you? And then you'll still get blocked anyway. But still, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know where they get this, like, energy from when they feel like they can do stuff like that because that's not normal behaviour. You sound like an animal. Like, move. (laughs) Like, get out. Um, But, yeah, we just wanted to kind of, like, highlight some of these things because there was... um, Oh, I don't know if you want to delve a bit more into the documentary. Um, What about... yeah. Uh, Octavian. Well, just while, yeah, but actually, just while we're still on mm-hmm. this topic of just kind of like language that our men are using, mm-hmm. um, actually, no, let's delve into the documentary and then we can kind of come back to this because I feel like obviously the documentary highlights things that obviously yeah. are extreme mm-hmm. and then, but then we just need to kind of go over like some of the things that it's, 
is kind of socially acceptable to yeah. do. Yeah, you know I that see. people just get away with. No one's gonna be get. No one's gonna get committed or get a record for like a lot of the small Definitely. things like that. Um, like sexual abuse that mm-hmm. um, women and even men and non-binary people can actually get. You know, like yeah. there's there's a lots there's lots of different types of sexual abuse and it's not okay and it does and it can actually cause trauma on mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah, but definitely. yeah, like we can, and yeah, PTSD. we can delve into the documentary and exactly PTSD as well. Like it's a lot. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll delve into the documentary that we watched first. Yeah. But, um, because um, it had gone. You go. I was just gonna go go into it, but if you want to say, do you want to say? Anything? Oh yeah. So like we were just kind of like surprised at the people that kind of came up not yeah. not like Defo. it's like they are they are kind of they're well known but then it's like we didn't really know the ins and outs of it so mm-hmm. there was a guy what was his name the i don't DJ. remember any of their names <laughs> oh my gosh okay this is a bit embarrassing like tom was it tom morello no I feel like I can't it might be have been. Wait, let me let me look that up before you say that someone <laughs> is what they are. Before I start like ruining people's careers, you know. Um. Oh shit! Is that him? Uh. I, no, it's not. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I think I. No, it's not him. Oh my let gosh, me. he's actually like a musician as well. How yeah. how did I? <laughs> wow. Um. Don't worry, I'll cut, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I'm going to cut it out. It was Eric something. Oh, there, was it? Eric Murillo. That's why. Oh. <laughs> it was Murillo. <laughs> I was close. Okay, so, um, yeah, there was a... No, no, what I'm surprised about is that it's actually very recent. Um, so Eric Murillo was a... Um, he's a DJ... And does um, that well-known song, I like to move it, move it, you know, Mm, theme song of Madagascar, Madagascar, you know, children's films. Anyway, so he was actually um, had a rape charge, Mm. uh, which was by another DJ who like they were at a party. No, he had a party. She was at his house with other people. And then kind of she blacked out. Um, sorry, we're going to have a trigger warning, trigger warning for all of this for sexual abuse yeah. and sexual assault. Um, but we're not we're not going to kind of spell out details, but um, trigger warning. Um, she blacked out. And then when she woke up, she just remembers he was he was like on top of her or whatever. And then she left and she she went straight to the police. They found that she had a date rape drug drug mm-hmm. in her system and she um and it was that she did have that there was sexual intercourse was taking place obviously not with consent anyway yeah. so he had this rape charge against him and it goes to and it yeah it comes to like it going to court and then you hear he he um overdosed and that was um, September 2020 mm-hmm. that he overdosed um, and like um, lost his life. Um, but then it's just, and then it just got to a point where, okay, a lot of people in the music industry were, they were kind of paying their tributes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like the fact that he had a rape charge against him just kind of got, 
like yeah. swept away. I don't like, think it, it was matter. just one, was it? I, I think there was a few no, like girls come it was forward. A few, it was for that rape. It was for that one rape charge. But however, more yeah. people came forward as oh, well. Okay, that there were yeah, more people yeah. that he had um, sexually assaulted and he had raped. So when when it was like everyone was doing putting their tributes about you no, know, what a wonderful person this is and his career, mm. blah blah blah. Um, yeah, everyone came forward and stuff with their, you know, their lovely comments. Um, there was one person who was just like, no, this guy just had a rape charge and she wanted to bring that back to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And then people came out kind of, I probably think with the Me Too movement, people came out and and they told their story and she passed their story on, I think, anonymously mm-hmm. and stuff and said, no, I was assaulted as well by this person. There was other people on the um, on the video on the documentary as well who spoke about yeah. being assaulted by him as well. Like um, there was a woman who said she was assaulted by him from early in in, 90, in the nineties mm. that she was assaulted by him. So it's like it's the fact that these people are, are having they have their careers, and because it's just so. Um, com- complicit that's right isn't it yeah yeah no yeah complicit in the music compliant yeah in the music industry um with these things happening and just it's just like okay yeah men can do that yeah you know women are just there they're just the groupies blah 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 and it's just like whatever yeah it's just not it's just not on because there's just too many people they're just letting it happen and they see it happening you I know, think what's and awful about it as well that it, it's always it always takes more than one woman or more than one girl to come forward for people to start listening like a lot of the time like yeah. with this one woman has come forward and people are still like these big DJs as well are saying to him like rest in peace rest in peace tweeting about it but like why why does it have to take a group of women having to mm-hmm. take like talk tell everyone like this guy raped me as well and he raped me as well why why can't yeah. one woman's voice be enough for people to listen to and take seriously like it, it actually yeah. sickens me and it's Disgusting. the thing is that it's like it's not it's the fact that one woman one woman saying it isn't enough it mm-hmm. has to it's just the fact that they need the validation of the other women it did it didn't matter that he had yeah. a rape charge that he was about to be convicted for that didn't matter Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like that one that one rape charge should have been enough yeah. for people to listen. But yeah, I don't know. Um like this is the thing, um it's just the the fact that people are just compliant with keeping it happening. Um mm. 'cause there was another there were some girls, some there were um there was a rapper and um like she's now in a in a studio where like her team are all female. Mm-hmm. Because she's had, she's been in the studio with men, and there's there was a time when one of them just like uh, whipped his dick out just in front of her and Imagine. was basically putting it in her face. Fucking chill. And it off. just went <laughs> literally <laughs> while she's just while she's just in the studio, That's and it's awful. like I'm sorry that like behavior like that 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 is traumatizing. Excuse me, like I did not, I like especially. As a woman, she's there to. She's there as a rapper. She's there to work. Mm. She's there to do her music, mm-hmm. and you being um you being a man in the studio, you want to, you want to do that, and it's like you're taking away the right for this woman to actually just do her craft yeah, and yeah. do her work in peace, you know. Yeah. And and it's the power dynamic as well. He knows normal. that. I think he was in a higher position, like at that place, yeah. than her. 
So it's it's just intimidation. It's like predatory behaviour, like all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. Like why? What in your right ma- mind makes you think? Oh, let me get my dick out at work today. Like let me yeah. let me scare this girl into doing something with me that she doesn't want to do, and she hasn't showed me any signs that she's interested in me. And yeah. that is that is part of like this rape culture. Men men feel so entitled to. Um, expose themselves, say things, mm-hmm. shout things at women. All of these little things all add up to the fact that men just feel so much power and control over women. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. Yeah. It is. Ugh. And I feel like it's not... Even with that whole power dynamic thing, I think he just thought, like, oh, yeah, let me just put my dick out. Like, oh, she's a rapper. Yeah. Let me just, like you know, intimidate her a bit while she's meant to be trying to do her work, you know? Yeah. Like, you know what she meant to do and she, she's probably paying for that studio time he's there wasting mm-hmm. her studio time I'd you know like it's just Ugh. literally it's disgusting um but yeah there was another um rapper on there musician so um octavian has been mm-hmm. accused of sexual abuse against his um former girlfriend yeah. and um and like even with there's there's like songs that Octavian actually has like don't get me wrong like I I actually was like a fan of Octavian you know I ha- like really? I do have like I did have his <clears throat> songs on on mm. my playlist and stuff like that but um literally there's there was a song on his album which like I was just like oh this is a bit violent let me just mm. skip it and like he actually he actually says oh yeah um I'll fucking kill her blah 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 and she even kind of said in the documentary she was like I'm listening to songs his fans are singing them back at it, and it's literally him just describing a lot of the abuse in our relationship God. and you know like that and just to know that your ex is just making money from that this is someone obviously that you loved whatever mm-hmm. like they had a puppy together you know they had a life together mm-hmm. and um, it's just got to that point where it's like you know she she had out some kind of um, graphic videos of like what he was doing to which obviously he denied all the allegations they're still denying all the allegations however that doesn't really kind of um make sense with the um the nda that his lawyer sent to her to sign offering 20 20 grand to keep quiet about the whole relationship so Mm. like that just um that doesn't really add up really yeah so like and that was to delete all photos or videos, any mention of him. That was to literally kind of erase their relationship from mm. the public eye. And like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just not it's just not fair. And it's like, obviously for her, she just felt like that that wasn't right to do. Yeah, you know. I think what's really sick about it though is that, like, once she came out to people and said on Instagram, like this guy has been abusing me. He's, like, subjected me to physical attacks, like, often, like, it happens. Mm -hmm. And she had that video as proof. And then he put a video out talking and he said, oh, like, it's over the top. She's done it from her own, like, um, perspective because she's been screaming... She was screaming and shouting Mm -hmm. because she wanted people to make me... um, She wanted me to look like the villain, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, are you actually serious? And then he's also denied the allegations and he says she's lying. He said he's not a misogynist, like, spewling all this stuff. He's got mental health problems, got anger issues, he's in therapy. What, like... There's mm-hmm. no excuse for 
physically attack it. Unless you've got a really, really severe mental health problem, there is no excuse for you physically attacking your girlfriend over and over and over again Mm -mm. and emotionally. Not at all. Everything else. It's just, it's it's so bad. Like, and hearing it from her as well, like when she gets upset, like in the documentary, you can actually feel it. It's just... It's just not nice. Like, it is an uncomfortable yeah. watch if anyone's going to watch it. It's quite uncomfortable. Um, and, like, I just also as well, when it comes to that, um, I know, like, the charges against him were dropped, like, because mm. she did get back together with him, yeah. like, kind of in that time. But, like, it's just that the thing is we need to remember that a lot of victims, like, they do go back. It takes... I'm sure I heard that it takes, like, 20 times to try and actually successfully leave like God. an abuser and it, and it's just like no if you are in this situation if you do find yourself in a situation similar to this where you're being emotionally abused mm. um or physically abused like if you feel like you want to go back don't feel guilty about that don't feel like this is any judgment on your character because mm. it is actually so difficult it's it's so difficult to even make the decision to actually try and leave in the first place. Yeah. You know, like if the fact that you're even thinking maybe I should leave, know what, like commend yourself for that mm-hmm. because at least you're recognizing what isn't good for you, you know, yeah. and do not, do not put yourselves down if you feel like you're in a position where you you can't leave but um there's definitely kind of helplines you can talk to um mm-hmm. we will try and kind of link them in like yeah. um we did mention kind of in one of our first episodes about the new term annie for um domestic abuse so you can go into boots and ask for annie um and also i'm sure you can call the samaritans um helpline we will try and kind of put a link to their number in this episode um mm, for for all of this um mm. but literally just don't feel guilty about any of mm-hmm. your any of your decisions like so that's that's anyone who is a victim of course yeah um, definitely. um but yeah this kind of makes me think as well like although we're talking about the extreme stuff and we did talk mm-hmm. about a bit about sexual harassment okay so i've i saw some stats and it said that um basically 81 percent of women have experienced sexual harassment um and like we we can probably think of so many stories like for ourselves Mm. as well as friends when you've seen it happen to friends like it is so common and then um i was looking at like rape stats as well and only 1.7 percent of rapes um rapists are prosecuted in england and wales Uh so if that small amount of rapists are prosecuted then it makes you think the smaller amount of sexual like people that sexually harass people and assault people that's probably even mm-hmm. smaller it's probably like 0.00 something something because yeah like it happens so much and i think obviously there's an issue around reporting it people don't want to report stuff like that because they don't know like if it will be taken seriously but it's also not taken seriously because if you look like there's no confidence in reporting it to the police because even within the police, they've got issues of sexual harassment. Like I was looking up stories mm-hmm. and like there there are claims against like male officers um, harassing female officers, and then obviously there's the whole oh, really? race thing as well. Like why why yeah. would a black woman trust going to white police officers 
like cis het ma- like het cis men why would you trust going to them mm-hmm. when they don't listen to black people they don't listen yeah. to women so as a black woman you're just like you, what are you meant to do what can you do yeah if you're if you're <laughs> like a non-binary person what are you meant to do if you're just like yeah out here it's it's just sad because there's there's never going to really be I don't know what's going to have to happen for people to get justice for this kind of stuff. And, like, there what? there are so many people that just sit on the sidelines. And, like, if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're actually upholding, like, the patriarchy. You're mm-hmm. cool with how things are. If you're fine with sitting and watching your boys treat girls and, like, non-binary people like shit, then you're part of the issue as well. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it is just... I feel like... Because and this is the thing, like the issue. While while obviously that documentary focused on the extremes, we probably won't really talk too much more on it. Um, it, like I feel like what we need to kind of understand is like what are the minor things that is actually not okay. Mm. Because there's there's lot. It's like how um actually, so there was a t- there was actually a point where um people in the music industry were tweeting about kind of stuff that has happened and like kind of airing stuff out Mm -hmm. and um ray black tweeted about was it ambush yeah it's ambush yeah yeah so ray black tweeted about a time when she was um uh, she was at a event like it was um like an industry event Mm -hmm. she went to Obviously, she's looking nice. Ray Black is, you know, <laughs> Ray Black is a fine woman, yeah? Come on. Anyway, so she <laughs> she was at an industry event and um, she, yeah. So she went, you know, took her coat off, put it in the cloakroom, blah, blah, blah. Goes to the bar, ambushes at the bar and turns to her, looks her up and down. They say hello. And he looks her up and down like, you know, that look that men want to give you like, mm, yes, this this girl looking like some kind of snack, you know, um, who's there licking his lips, blah, 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 all of Ugh. that. OK, so obviously she clocked that. She's from that first encounter. Ray Black would have this is obviously me preempting, you know, obviously in the tweets, you know, she's not explaining all this but from that first thing that would have been very uncomfortable that's mm-hmm. a very uncomfortable experience yeah Ray Black kept kind of she kept saying like she kept like trying to reiterate how she's met this she's met this man once before and not even like got to know him yeah. just as a high buy situation she has not actually spoken to this person properly anyway now they're by the bar and now he's looking at her again and he's there, you know, licking his lips, doing all that rubbish, that disgusting bullshit. <clears throat> and then he proceeds to grab her breasts. Okay. To which she was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know. I'd say that's so and extreme. Outward- like, honestly. Literally. That is like... How, no. Where does unreal. the situation escalate to him being invited to touch her breasts? For him to, for her to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" For him to, for him to turn back and say, "Oh, they just looked nice." <laughs> it's on, like, it, it makes me. you speechless, doesn't it? Like, please, sir, please, <laughs> like, what? 
um <laughs> is that how is that how that situation went yeah um obviously ray black she was trying not to kick up a fuss for people to look at her because they're just going to think what the hell is going on mm-hmm. you know he's starting to shrink back being like what what's your problem what's your problem all that bullshit anyway so um yeah so <laughs> ray black then um she she showed us kind of screenshots from dms where she just messaged him just being like look what he did last night is not okay mm-hmm. however and she wasn't going to message him at first she wanted to but one of her close friends i'm saying i'm doing the inverted commas again close friends told her not to and she did a proceed to say actually we're not close friends mm-hmm. anymore and um yeah about told her not to you don't want to ruin another black man's career or this stuff and it's like why are we always why are we always trying to help these black men in their careers when they're out here grabbing people's titties in public like what the fuck you can't put them first when they're doing stuff like this like he's not someone's career who should be protected he should be bloody getting some sort of like training on what sexual abuse is because that's disgusting exactly exactly anyway so she tried to kind of pull him up on the situation telling that it was not okay at first it seemed like he was apologizing to which she said thank you for apologizing like i'm glad we can move from this i just wanted to let you know because if this was anyone else the gravity of the situation could be a lot a lot worse mm-hmm. this is what she was just trying to tell him she was trying to educate him and we women do not need to be educating you no. men anyway no. and um Anyway, to which he then responded, oh, it wasn't that deep. And then started gaslighting and, you know, tried to be like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was nothing. You shouldn't have your tits out anyway. Basically, that was basically how the conversation was going. And um, yeah, so, and then obviously Ray Black decided, you know what? I'm just going to air all of this business out for everyone Mm -hmm. to see you for the sexual predator that you clearly are. And um, which I just don't blame her for. I'm sorry, like I'm tired that we need to be protecting black men's careers because mm. I'm sorry, what are they doing to protect us? Do you know what I They're mean? To protect, us in danger in cases um, like that. Like, yeah. that's unsafe. Like, what, what are they doing? It's not, we should not have to go to, we can't, we should not have to, sorry, we should not have to feel any type of way about dressing nice and going to an event in case someone's going to just grab my titty. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, I... that should not be the worry on my mind. Oh my God, maybe someone might might grab my breast. That is just the weirdest thing to be worried about. Yeah. It's just... Uh, Your hand... And no one's hands go there. No, he literally <laughs> lifted them up from the side of him, lifted them up like a robot. And it. what, what must he have been doing? Like, how did his hands oh, get from gosh. his side to her breasts? <laughs> I really don't understand. Literally. And that like, he, uh, what, yeah. what did he expect? Like, I think, I, I honestly don't understand that. Like, what went through his mind and what did he think she'd do? Did he think she'd be like, oh, come on then, let's, let's go. Like, what, what did he think? And this is the thing. And this is, this is the thing to why this is like, why people have just been so complacent and no so complicit Mm. i mean sorry so complicit all this time just to let things run you know yeah he's probably see he's probably seen um cishet men do this before Mm. around him he's probably seen his boys do this before and he thought and he's hitting this is clearly not the first time he's done it either i don't know whether it's like a chat up kind of thing or whether it's like a power move like he's he's doing it to test it's his both. power 
Yeah. But it's both because if you think like, especially when men, if men want to kind of chat up, chat up women mm. in that way, they are seeing what kind of power they have over them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and the thing is, is like stuff like this, stuff like this, like probably always happen like throughout school. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, these kind of things probably they probably grew up doing these kinds of it things happened, you know yeah. at school but, oh my god so much and, at school and at school yeah and at school it's kind of like oh the girls had to play hard to get and be like no 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 yeah and that means oh yeah i know that you like me kind of thing and it's like you but you yeah. i didn't ask you to touch me so why are you touching me you know the weirdest thing that happened I mean? in my school um when we have mm. food tech um we like made bread one time and we had to mm. all bring in flour. And, you know, girls wear black skirts. We didn't... We had, like, black... Sk- People didn't even, like, wear proper skirts, like, when, when I was doing food tech. We had, like, little, like, vest tops that you tuck in the sleeves and then you'd have that as a skirt because they were really short and, like, girls wanted to be, like, cute and stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We used, to, you, we used to put the cami tops over our shirts instead of... You know when really? it was hot in the summer? <laughs> yeah. So instead of, like... So, because it's hot in the summer, instead of, mm. like, wearing our jumpers, but we didn't just want to wear the shirt, we'd used to wear cami tops over the shirt. So we had something over that's a bit form-fitting, but then just, like, normal school skirts oh or God. trousers and whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we used to do. That was, no, I don't even care. That look was cute. That was a cute look. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, but, but anyway. Basically, <laughs> what the boys would do, they'd get flour in their hands, rub their hands together, and go around slapping girls on their bums, like in lesson what and the teacher was there or they'd get they'd get the tea towels and slap girls around the arse on, with the tea towels no they used to do that with the tea towels yeah, yeah but they used to do that with each other <laughs> <laughs> but, but they literally had flour in their hands and the girls would be walking around with like flour on their bums the teachers did fuck all they didn't they didn't Mm-mm. they didn't care about educating us about sexual harassment they just they just got on with their business they they taught us how to make some well, bread exactly. and continued but and um, this is the thing yeah you know when we were having sex education lessons why wasn't this a thing why weren't we learning about sexual harassment that's happening in our schools we were just right like now? putting condoms on bananas <laughs> oh really we, we we couldn't put condoms on bananas we i went to a catholic school <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to put the condoms on anything <laughs> what did you do what was your sex education um we did <laughs> we just like learned about the sexual organs just was told we learned about kind of like oh yeah obviously contraception mm. different types of forms of contraception and like the boys and the girls would get split up mm. so we learned about different forms of contraception so we learned about different forms of it but we didn't see any why, or anything why did they split up the boys and girls like that seems so stupid because everyone needs oh, because, to know, you know everything we can't be ta- look we can't be talking about sex in front of boys <laughs> Come on now. You know, maybe that would up. just make us want to be having sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just have, like, loads of horny little that? students. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> year two, like, year nines, boys and girls learning about sex at the same time. Mm, no way. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what we learned about. We just learned about different forms of birth control. Mm, boring. And that was it. But, yeah, but just... Mm. They didn't. They never said to us, "Don't have sex." They just we just learned about different forms of birth control in like 
for me, it's like I, I wasn't having sex, and we only, only learned about the stuff for girls, and obviously condoms and STIs. We learned about oh, yeah, STIs. Like, we did a lot of that. I don't know yeah. why. Like, is my local yeah, area? They used to love. T- <laughs> they used to love telling us about yeah, STIs. There's a lot of that, <laughs> and like you can o- you can only not get them if you wear a condom. <laughs> Like that was it, you know. They didn't tell us about kind of like. I think it would have been good if they told us like what what happens if you get an STI. Like, oh, if you get an STI, you'll be prescribed. Yeah, you'd you'd go here, go to the clinic, make sure. And even if they just kind of said they should have kind of made normal getting tested, like how you go and get tested for STIs, and just be like, oh, if you are going, if you're going to a like just being like oh it's there's no harm in getting checked like making it normal of mm-hmm. oh why didn't you just get checked up you know like mm-hmm. that's okay you know all you have to do most times you just have to pee or pee in a cup or you yeah. or there's another or there's a swab blah 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 you know yeah i think that would have been in like something good to learn about and to just know that oh if you do have if you do get an sti you'll probably just be prescribed in most cases you'd be be prescribed um antibiotics yeah literally like because stuff like that because it's terrifying we were just scared about getting it yeah literally like because if you haven't had an sti before and you get one you don't know where to start especially if you have no like role models or anything you don't know what to do and even if they spoke about utis as well just mm-hmm. like just to yeah. just to let us know that's those. the thing i get i used to get them all the time but i started taking mm-hmm. um like cranberry supplements and they've actually helped oh, me so much that's helped. yeah like it's crazy oh wow that's so good yeah. that's good like i think because that that would actually be helpful mm-hmm. you know but um no they just they just shouted at us about different forms of contraception yeah <laughs> they're just be like don't get pregnant <laughs> you know don't have a baby if you don't, if you can't afford one yeah. kind of thing um but yeah yeah right like, back i feel like when when we say all this stuff like protect black women you've got uh, like these men I'm sure Ambush probably posted the black square and posted things when George Floyd died and when other black men have had to, mm. like had to go through things. True. But when it comes to black women, that's why everyone's saying protect black women, support black women because people don't. Like people do this kind of stuff yeah. and inflict constant trauma and pain upon black women. Like when yeah. are we going to start like, listening? And as well, black women and because black women have to be strong mm-hmm. and you know independent and strong and they can get through everything yeah we just have to like blink and keep it moving Mm -hmm. like we'll get onto that later as well um but yeah and i just feel like i don't know so back to kind of that behavior being normalized like there was a clip that we saw um where it was just a conversation with some black men and they were basically (laughs) They they were basically having, you know, this hilarious conversation mm-hmm. about how if um they're paying like three hundred pound for it for a date, they expect to be getting um they expect to be having sex afterwards, basically. Yeah. And, you know, they thought this was freaking hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> but I I was just like why is this funny you know what I, I looked I was looking at um, back chat some of their old videos and this was a topic yeah. of conversation for them as well I saw it the other day and I was like they oh my god they are so god. problematic <laughs> back chat is the most problematic thing well, the title, I've ever seen it was something like if internet. I pay like £100 for a day or I pay £500 or something I, think I, I saw own this one. you and I was like I own you what <laughs> 
you for real? You? Yeah. For 500 pounds? Come on, I'm worth a lot more than that. Yeah, are you serious? <laughs> but, nah, like, I'm sorry. This is just, I feel like this, um, this conversation as well, it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be Trashman's advocate right now, yeah. Okay, I, yeah, Trashman's advocate, not the devil's advocate because I'm a child of God, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to be um, Trashman's advocate and say and be like, okay, yeah, it's a joke of the fact like, ha-ha, I've just spent a lot of money on this date. So, you know, I'm expecting something back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, let's be lighthearted about the situation. You know, if I'm spending 300, 500 pound on a date just sort of for one person, mm-hmm. well, obviously it's not just for one person because, you know, you're yeah. there too, but okay. Just for one person, <laughs> then, you know, like I would like to get something back kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is, I'm, I'm going back to myself now. <laughs> the thing is though, see even I was trying to be Trashman's advocate and it's even not working for me because it's just like it's it's like but why would you spend all that money on someone that one you don't like or or respect like why would you spend that much money you Mm -hmm. would not be going on a date you would not be going to Hakkasan to Hutong all of these places Mm -hmm. spending 300 500 pound on the date for both of you if you did not have any level of respect yeah. for this girl or if you didn't like them surely you would not you would you wouldn't be doing it cuz i'm sorry like you you <laughs> you men yeah you guys you guys can get have sex for less like, so why would you spend all that money <laughs> if on someone that you don't have no respect for i that don't understand so true that's fact yeah. I, I just <laughs> like it makes no sense yeah like you you're obviously <laughs> dating this person dating's a two-way thing like if you just want to have sex with them communicate that with them don't play Isn't these it? games like oh if i pay then i i should be i expect something at the end communicate talk to her and see what she wants like she's not a fucking toy or a robot or she's not your sex toy basically like you exactly if you want to have a cheap date she can buy her there's plenty girls who would have a cheap date with you or if you wanted to invite someone around invite them around don't don't make these demands for these girls who they're they're just coming along for a date do you know what i mean they're coming along to get to know you and you feel entitled enough to to just ask well not even ask to expect her to come yeah come back with you after because you paid yeah so and didn't you see weren't there some statistics you saw yeah about this like that um yeah it was a daily express report so one in five men expect sex if he pays more than a hundred pound on dinner seven percent of women feel obligated to sleep with a man who spends generous amount of money on a date so that's mad one in five (laughs) (laughs) That that is a lot. One a hundred pounds. Four hundred pounds. Yeah, hundred. <laughs> That's going to TGI's. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. At least go to Hakkasan. Oh my god. Actually, just just don't feel obligated. You don't have to do anything yeah. you don't want to do. And it's just like because the thing is though, this comparison, this comparison, just like. You saying, oh, I expect something if I'm spending £300 on a date. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, why have you now gone and put this girl into the same position of, like, you're you're talking about her like she's a sex worker now? Like, there's, yeah. there's no disrespect to... Um, literally no disrespect to sex workers mm-hmm. or anything. Like, you know, we... we 
sex workers do your thing yeah yeah but um literally but it's just like don't be putting um don't just don't be putting women in this category where you're talking about them like they're prostitutes Mm. yeah because you saying if i'm spending this much money then i should i should be i should be getting I should be getting pussy now mm. because I'm sorry. That's like if if you want to spend money on pussy, go get an escort, go yeah. get a prostitute. You know, there's services there for you. Yeah, go go ahead. And you know, and they are very skilled as well. You know, exactly. Knock yourself out. It's their job. <laughs> that's what they're good at. <laughs> Literally, you know, they are skilled. You know, you don't have to be the no disappointment. Yeah, but it's that but like, shame. They like, don't want to admit to their boys that this is what I want to do. They want it. They want to. Yeah, but pretend. the thing is, yeah. Why are you guys acting like you don't want to have, like, you don't want to have sex with these women or you don't want actually want to be spending time with these women? And, like, you mm. spending £300 is such a burden to you. And then it's like, oh, well, I better get something. And you don't, and it's like, you they don't even care about the quality of that something that they're getting afterwards. Yeah. It's just like, I better get anything. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just disgusting. And so I just true. feel like th- this kind of, a mentality is similar to the whole mentality of you know looking women up up and down mm. you know the same it's the same mentality of oh let yeah let me just touch anyone when i can when whenever yeah. i want you know it's a similar mentality like obviously i'm not putting you all in the same box as such but it's just like these different mentalities are, are a lot of different mentalities that kind of grows to yeah. to be like a bit of a predatory and sex- sexual yeah. abusive nature in a sense um i hope that i've explained that that okay yeah but, yeah you have i think you know you because it's like you know obviously they're different scales but then they're also little things that um people are com- complicit into just letting run mm. you know and it's not okay so you saying oh if um if I'm spending this much money on a date, I better be having sex. That's that's not okay. No, it's like, really not. Why? Just why can't you be having sex with someone because you want to actually have sex with that person? Yeah. Because you like them? Yeah. Or, or just even if it's just that you want to have sex with them, why can't that be the reason you're having sex? Not that I've spent all this money, I better be having sex. Yeah. You I- know, and... um yeah, this is a similar to um, a series of tweets we saw. We're not going to mention <laughs> the person, but a series of tweets where um, they said that they know what. I think I need to find them. Oh, I think. S- sorry, <laughs> two seconds. But yeah, so there were a series of tweets that we saw from a person where she said, so she was talking about um, rappers, female rappers these days who, you know, they're rapping about, yeah, you better pay my rent, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, how comes for... So, okay, she was talking about how, this is what, about how... um, as soon as you start talking about monetary exchange for your body, that's prostitution. And she's like, oh, these these rappers that are saying about how you better pay my rent before you get to your pussy. And they're like, oh, this is it. She's like, um, sorry. They have said that, oh, this is like prostitution. 
Mm. What I don't understand is why is it that men are given the grace to joke about, oh, if I'm paying this much money on a first date, I better be having sex. And women can't have their little banter with, oh, he better be paying my rent if he's going to get this pussy. Why is that? Where's the difference in that? How come men are are given the grace to be allowed to joke about all of those things? Mm. But these rappers, um, these new female rappers who are... They are, they're they're empowering women in their own way. They're talking about, yeah, they're talking about getting their bag. They're talking about, um, about getting their money. Mm. You know, why is it that they're talking about getting their money and yeah, they want to twerk. They want to be doing all this stuff. But now we have to be criticizing it. Like, oh, that, that's, that you're basically prostituting yourself. You're, you're, you're making women talk about, yeah, he better be paying my rent if he wants to be having sex with me that's basically prostitution how comes it's what's the difference between those two things you know the Mm. only difference is that is that society now don't want to see women talking about talking about using their sexuality their sexuality their sexuality (laughs) and getting money that's what it is because yeah they feel because that frightens them yeah and it's just like no Leave rappers alone. Leave these female rappers alone. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. It literally. <laughs> we love that they're getting their rent paid. Okay. I'm sorry that you're not. I but, feel like yeah. it. It just it screams of insecurity when men are crying about yeah. women asking for a guy that's not broke. Like I'm sorry, asking for someone mm-hmm, who definitely who earns a bit of money isn't too much to ask. Like it's it's really for, not for a lot of people. That's the bare minimum. Like I I want to be with someone who's got a job. Is that is that like a fucking crime? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be with someone who pays for dates. Like, am I not allowed that? Literally. And it's like, people really enjoy humbling black women. And like, it's like, yeah. oh, we need to put you down a peg or two because you're you're asking for too much. You, you, you don't deserve this. Like, honestly, it's just screaming your insecurity because you're obviously not in a place where you can pay for dates you can pay mm-hmm. for people because why are you getting so hurt about it why are you coming onto twitter yeah. and like complaining and about it it just seems ridiculous and the thing is if you can pay for dates and you can afford those dates yeah why are you going on dates with women that you clearly hate that you don't want <laughs> to be paying for them so literally <laughs> what I want to know. it's true like stop stop dating women that you that you can't stand like, yeah. you do not need to go out with them there's lot there's lots of nice women you know yeah who are who are beautiful who have personalities you know mm-hmm. who would like to be treated also like why can't you date women that you like why is it you're always why is it always like this burden for you to be spending money on women i know <laughs> it just seems stupid because date, dates are for getting to know people like if i was to go on a date with someone and then they chose mm-hmm. to take me to this expensive place and um we yeah, were like they've cho- there was no conversation before about having sex or any sort, any anything like that. We were mm-hmm. just talking about getting to know each other, and he was like, "Oh, I know just the place." We go to this expensive restaurant. He pays like extortionate amount of money for like a date or whatever. I I wouldn't then think, "Oh, like I, I'd go on the date because I want to get to know you. I want to get to know if I actually find you attractive." Mm-hmm. Like it's all about finding out whether yeah. you click with this person. I'm not then going to force myself to go go wherever and get with him just mm-hmm. because he's paid for me like you you chose to spend that money get better with money if, if you're just going to be like splashing 500 here 500 there for any girl then that's that's your problem that's not mine like oh, you want to pay maybe go done to it. therapy to maybe go to therapy to dig deep down onto why this is such an issue for you yeah as well seem- that's that's also another because mm. it's like this isn't going to be an issue just from dates it's going to be an issue in 
if you're if this person is choosing to get into relationships which i i hope they are dating for a reason instead mm-hmm. of just expecting sex after dates and that's why they are spending this money to date yeah um yeah it's gonna be a thing in your relationship afterwards if that was just such as just such a you know if that's sitting on your soul like that yeah you think oh my god i paid this much money for a day and i didn't get anything from it so (laughs) now i have to wait it out with this person like i'm sorry you need to go and sort that out in yourself yeah definitely (laughs) why you feel like women women owe you that yeah they don't owe you anything i'm just saying and like the statement as well of like um if I pay £500 on a day, I deserve pussy. Like, that is just so misogynistic. And it's it sounds very it non-consensual is. as well. It's like, I demand it. It does. Like, regardless of what happens, I demand it. And it, it's just yeah. so sticky and smelly. And, like, if mm-hmm. as soon as you start demanding things from women, like sexual things, that links to rape culture. It links to sexual assault. And when these things are so common and so popular, it's not funny talking about this with your boys and joking about it with your boys because your your sisters, your mum, your cousins, like these girls are all going through it and you making jokes, you're encouraging it it's and you're like, like adding fuel to the fire. But these 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 people don't care that their that their sisters, mums, cousins are going through these things. They don't mm. care. Because I'm sorry. Like they don't care if you don't care if you if you can do this to a woman you don't care about your family your female family members either i'm sorry you just don't like yeah. and that's, i truly believe that like because when people are like oh you've got a sister you've got a cousin no what about your mother if your mother <laughs> did if someone did that to your mother like they don't give a shit they don't yeah. care they they disrespect their sisters cousins and their mothers too so like mm-hmm. why do you think they're like that like nah they don't give a shit and yeah. that's I yeah I really believe that and know what if if there's men um cis cis men if there's men here listening to this yeah and you're thinking nah I care about my mother I care about <laughs> my sister my cousins all these people and I think that women should owe me sex yeah mm, go back <laughs> go back and check again yeah cool. <laughs> yeah, and go and ask that question to your mum as well, like, and your your sister yeah. and all of the girls. Yeah, in your go life. go send go go send your go send your mum that same that's this the same comment that you sent, you know, to some of these girls about mm-hmm. yeah when we're fucking. Go send that to your mum. Yeah, see what she says. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I think. <laughs> These men. No, just yeah 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 <laughs> you men oh men are trash <laughs> um anyway so should we get into um our, our good sis yeah into okay so um recently we have no, what is crazy about this situation is that, mm. like, I actually put two and two together, and I never, I never usually do that. I never spot things. Yeah, you literally <laughs> like, never, clocked like... it before, like, before everyone started talking about it the next day, because we were like, oh my god, yeah. this actually can't be real. This can't be real. Literally, because <laughs> I literally, so you know, I'm just always mindlessly on on insta <laughs> and um i so like basically candice um candice um candice brathwaite she had um 
put up a post like about a week or so ago mm-hmm. and she was just talk she was just talking and I, like sometimes I don't always I don't always watch these ITV um IG IGTV yeah, videos I don't always watch them mm-hmm. yeah and I don't know what made me just watch her because she was just sitting there talking and I watched the video and she was just talking about how um she was just quite upset just saying about how um for six months I've been kind of having talks with talks with people and she's like I know it's not your it's not really your job until you sign sign on the dotted line blah 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 so she said that but she goes however there has been a few opportunities in the past six months where I have been passed up on these opportunities for a lighter skinned black woman or mixed woman and she said this and she said this is I know this is the first time in a long time where I've really just felt like I just don't want to be in my skin and like Mm. and I watched this and I was just I was I was heartbroken I was like no this is just so sad like this is horrible to be like especially when like you're a grown woman Mm. you've got a family you know and and this is and at this age like there's still things happening that's just making you feel this way Mm. it's just it's just really sad to to see it anyway so i watched that video when she first posted that okay so let's fast forward to this week um I saw it on the Shade Borough as well. So, yeah. <laughs> the Shade Borough posted that Rochelle Humes is um, going to be hosting a investi- investiga- <laughs> investigative documentary. <laughs> yeah, I've got my, my quotation fingers out again. Um, documentary on black women dying in childbirth. And so, I was, so I was just reading what it said and I was like, oh, okay. And then... Um, can about an hour later, um, Candice Candice um, posted a photo of herself and a comment, and in the comment, she just said uh, how, um, yeah, I'm feeling quite upset, um, and she goes like, no, what? Let me just read it, read what she mm. said, because it's relevant. Yeah. I think Rochelle's just so random, um, though. Like, when I saw that as well, I saw it in the shade bar, I was like, Rochelle? I thought, good, it's a good topic, but Rochelle? Why Rochelle? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, to be honest, I actually just didn't think anything of it because I'm just like, you know, they're always coming out with these random documentaries. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, oh. then. Anyway, but she just said how, um, uh, how she said... No, she literally put, the truth is, up until six weeks ago, I thought I was going to present that documentary. I'd been contacted in March 2020, um, had been having ongoing discussions for nine months, um, blah, blah, blah. But it, I guess it wasn't meant to be. And she goes, I'm setting my ego aside because at least someone is bringing out this data about black women dying in childbirth. And she goes, and she's like, it's a group effort. It always has been. She's just very gutted as... Um, yeah and she's just gutted about it and she just kind of said how like I'm very passionate about this is something that I've always been passionate about and it's just it's, she's just really upset about the mm. situation and so literally I saw this post <laughs> yeah I saw this post I looked at it and I was like no I sent it straight to Deanna I was like yeah. no we need to talk about this <laughs> sent the post of the Shade Borough to, about Rochelle and I was like I think this is the documentary she was meant to be doing because she put this post out a, a week ago 
being upset about this and yeah. it's just crazy because I am just surprised that I put two and two together that you quickly did. <laughs> like, usually, you did your own investigation like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible at investigating guys like usually I don't think about these things until like it's all on Twitter. <laughs> you know, that's, that's when I usually find out about things. But it was the fact that I read her post. I literally sighed out loud. My sister paused the TV to ask me what I was sighing about. So I, and I explained it. <laughs> and I explained it to her. And uh, yeah, I just feel like this, this matter is just really... Yeah. I just feel like I'm I'm feeling quite emotional about it for mm. Candice as well, because... It's, it's just like, when is it going to stop? Like, this is someone who's actually had experience with this topic and she's very mm. passionate about it. Yeah. She's even best-selling, Sunday Times best-selling author mm-hmm. on um, her book, which um, doesn't it describe these experiences? I in, didn't even know book, she had a book. Like, that's that's how oh, little one... Yeah, like, now that i found yeah. out, I'm definitely going to get it. But, like... Yeah, because yeah, I knew I, she I had, had no her idea. book come out. Yeah. But, yeah, and... Um, I just feel like it's just like when when is this gonna stop like yeah I think yeah. um it's there's so many layers to this conversation because like mm-hmm. we we talk about colorism all the time because stuff is always coming up like Danny Danny Lee or yeah. Lee, whatever her name is a few weeks ago and then before that it was like Georgia Smith Pen Black Girls she yeah. like that the issue there like don't want to go too deeply into it but like like that um Amia girl is her name Amia um, who was um, on the original? Amia um, Brave. Yeah, Amia Brave. She was on the original song, and then when it comes to all of the big like marketing stuff, like the colours, um, the colours performance, she just wasn't invited mm-hmm. along, but Georgia was. So like, there are so many little things happening um, within twenty twenty one, and then obviously people talking about Leanne from Little Mix doing a documentary on colourism, um, which we'll get into <laughs> a little bit more, but. Um, yeah like there's always so much going on and then this comes up and we we were just like oh my god like this is just i think this it doesn't trump it because they're all bad like that it's all it's all bad but this i I find it so random because rochelle is a game show host she's a singer in a girl group and she's also like a good morning one of the morning tv interviewers i think she i think she appears on loose women yeah, like she's just one of them women that is random a like quotations national treasure. Like she's, but not even in the sense of doing any like philanthropy or anything like that. She's just known as being an inter- not even an entertainer, just like a face. I think literally, yeah, because I think her face is literally people don't even remember the band she was in. I'm sure it was like yeah, Saturdays or something. The Saturdays, you know, like. I can't even remember a Saturday song. Like I used to I, like the Saturdays. <laughs> like I liked them, but they only had one song, and I can't even remember what that song is. Like off the top of my head, I just want to start singing the Sugar Babes. <laughs> like, I just got. <laughs> I got push the button in my head instead of whatever Saturday song it is that was popular. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Literally, it's just like, like you said, I feel like she's just a face because yeah. she married. She married someone from JLS and she's Marvin. just a face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she just appeared yeah. just hosting random TV shows, random Literally. segments of TV shows. And it's yeah. just like, it was just as well with the wording of yeah. what she yeah. said about yeah. it, how she's hosting this investigative documentary. But it's like, Rochelle, what investigating have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I, f- uh, I don't you, like so that word. You've been researching. 
Yeah, like, yeah, like why are like, you investigating darker skin women's trauma? Like, what what gives you the the um, authority to go mm-hmm. go and meet with dark skin women and investigate and take notes? Like, why is that your place? I don't know why. And it's that's like your place. And is this an investigation if you're just talking to women about their stories? Yeah, basically, these women are just coming to chat to you. Yeah, about I'm what they've gone a conversation. through. <laughs> that's that's what it is like you aren't you aren't investigating anything and she says something about how i want to find out why yeah like about why um disproportionately that black women are dying of child dying during pregnancy childbirth and after which also after shows she's birth. done no research on this prior no because like what, I, what do you I mean was talking why? to you the other day like about how i watched a documentary back in 2019 it's a, a short channel four one which featured candice mm-hmm. and kalechi and like candice was talking about how she developed sepsis she almost died Kalechi mm-hmm. was talking about how she was like neglected doctors weren't listening mm-hmm. to her and it's like the black women have shared their experiences and then on top yeah. of that doctors on that documentary had said it's due to racism it's due to biases etc etc NHS have planned to do this this and this to tackle it so exactly yeah, so what do you mean why like it, it's cool to raise <laughs> awareness and like maybe a documentary about raising awareness but like why, why are yeah, you pretending why, it's why never happened we wear- before like, what's the point in raising awareness of this, though? What is the point? Who is this documentary for, really? Because it's like, literally, it's yeah. like, okay, so what are they trying to, they're trying to have this documentary for white people now? Like, what? who is this documentary for? Because mm-hmm. you, light, <laughs> you kind of just put in a light-skinned, mixed-race woman at the front of this documentary Mm -hmm. to raise awareness like why does awareness need to be raised and why does awareness need to be raised to the to white people why isn't it that awareness is getting raised so something can be done about it Mm because that's not sounding like you're raising awareness so something can be done so there can be an actual change it's like you're just coming to listen to some sad stories by black Mm -hmm. women so you can put out something entertaining and you can be like oh my gosh that's so sad yeah it sounds that's like it's, it's for like it is. profile and career move rather than an actual um like want want to do something because like if mm-hmm. she really wanted to do something then why has she never spoken out about this topic before it's like it was presented yeah. to her and she thought oh this this looks good like I, obviously she probably had good intentions she probably thought i do want to help in some way but she yeah. hasn't thought about colorism before she hasn't thought about um this kind of topic she doesn't know anyone who exactly. would have been better suited and her agents and whoever yeah. else they don't know anyone better suited so she thought i'm i'm the perfect person for this role let me take the role yeah. which is wrong she's, uh, like okay let me yeah if we we are not okay yeah actually we are criticizing michelle humes yeah we are (laughs) okay what about it we are criticizing her because of the fact that at the end of the day she don't know anything Mm. and she's being complicit in this so but however like yeah i'll give her the benefit of the doubt that okay maybe like she probably didn't know that there was someone else Mm. in in the background who could have been hosting this documentary yeah i'll give her that she probably didn't know that there was Mm. someone else who was meant to be doing it first um yeah however like we are criticizing her because i'm sorry that you don't it's not every opportunity you have to say yes to yeah you know and like literally not every opportunity you have to say yes to sometimes Mm -hmm. shut your mouth and be like maybe i'm not the right person for this maybe me being a mixed race woman who gave birth in a private hospital Mm -hmm. isn't isn't the right place isn't the right person to host this documentary about 
uh, black women dying at the hands of the of the yeah. NHS that we're all paying for. Yeah, and I think as well, like since the whole Black Square thing in the summer, that brought out some people's um, first, like celebrities especially, mm-hmm. their first shared opinions on race. Like they've never spoke about it before, yeah. but now people are speaking about it a little bit more. And celebrities have inserted themselves into the conversation, but mm-hmm. they've tried to take over when there are activists and yeah. there are people that have been doing the work for years and years. All this time. All of a sudden, the celebrities have turned up. And yeah, they want to help. And they want to raise awareness. They want to do this. They want to do no, that. But, but you're not, you're not the person for this. There's yeah. other people for and this. It's, it's literally like, they're only talking out because now it's a trend. That's true. And that's, and that's it. They're mm. only talking out because now it's a trend. Now that they, they can say, they can voice a small opinion on the matter because, okay, it's trending right now. As as someone who is who is um, black, like mixed race or black heritage, oh, I need to say something because, mm-hmm. you know, this is what the topic is and it's not going to ruin my career right now. Whereas mm-hmm. there's people who have been speaking on this for years and for a long, long time who mm-hmm. have... who haven't who have been jeopardizing their careers mm. their livelihoods to speak on these topics because Literally. they are passionate about yeah. it and you want to come in with your okay it's trending now yeah i can host this mm. now like because why is it you know and because why is it all of a sudden that yeah okay let's host let's do a documentary on um, being black in being black in the media. Oh, and we can just add colorism in there. Yeah, you know why is why is that why is that all of a sudden come up? <laughs> yeah, let's get our fave our fave our fave black person from Little Mix hosting it. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Like, do you know what I mean? Why is that just all of a sudden just randomly popped up? Yeah, and it's it's because it's a trend. It's it's very it's trendy to do it. Let's let's keep the black people on our side. But it's like they're, what they don't realize is that you know what. We're tired of just only seeing light-skinned faces on mm-hmm. these things. We're tired of I'm it. I'm tired as well. As a light-skinned person, I'm <laughs> fucking tired of like seeing black women have, having to like constantly, they're just undermined, not listened to. Like, mm-hmm. And then the mixed-race women's always propped up. Like In this case, like black and mixed <laughs> is different. Like Black and mixed, Literally. we're not treated the same. Black women are five times more likely than white women to die in childbirth. Mixed women are three times more likely. So mixed women, shut up for a minute. Black women, <laughs> this is this is like this is for you. This is not for this is not for Rochelle. This is not for like who else? Like the, any other mixed woman. Yeah, we've got our issues in that area, but p- pass the baton. Mm-hmm. It's not us. <laughs> pass it over. Because <laughs> you know what, you know what, man. Like I'm sorry. Uh, Diana will be the first to call out all of you, <laughs> all of you lot <laughs> on these issues. <laughs> She's it like, I'm mixed me. race and I'm mixed race and this ain't right. Shut up. <laughs> like she'll be the first one to tell you guys to shut up. <laughs> and she'll be the first one to be shouting about like, oh, why are you talking about this? Like, like she was the one yeah. who pointed out um, the yellow bone song yeah. <laughs> as well. Like <laughs> Diana's the first one to be shouting about this. So like um yeah. Literally, I'm sorry if if <laughs> nah. I'm sorry, it's just no excuse anymore. And it's no excuse because I've been seeing comments about how, oh, well, you know, now you're de-blacking people who are lighter-skinned black and who represent this. It's like, no, no, 
no more. Oh, you don't know what people's trauma... Like, yeah. And you clearly mm-hmm. don't know the trauma of a dark-skinned black woman either. Okay. So, yeah. like you need to stop talking because you're clearly not recognizing that trauma and you're clearly trying to erase that with with that documentary that collection stuff put out i'm sure there was millions of conversations before that that like that was my first time seeing it and after that i had go around and say to people that elements of the nhs are racist like there are racist people Mm -hmm. working for the nhs and people would be like the nhs ain't racist we love the nhs and literally for me (laughs) as a light-skinned woman (laughs) why is it why is it sorry to that comment why does it come back that no that you saying the nhs is racist is an insult to the nhs like the nhs as a person to be insulted being called racist like <laughs> why is that the one that's taken away it's from that, that it's like a person like insult say, no we yeah but like why is it that they've taken away from that that they have to say no we love the nhs so you can't <laughs> say it's racist what the fuck <laughs> It's just like people see the NHS as an English British thing. So it's like you're being unpatriotic by saying you don't like the NHS. That means you don't like British people. That means you don't like England. But um, Yeah, we don't like them. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> literally. Um I am British, guys. I just okay. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not English, but um I am, but I'm not. Um but yeah, like th- me saying that to people, going around saying that to d- different people, I'd get backlash for it as a light skinned woman. So fuck knows what full black women go through when mm-hmm. they're they're saying no. Like I've literally gone through this. This is my experience, and people are still yeah. saying, like, yeah, but N- the NHS isn't racist. The NHS, like, yeah. so that's what's p- pissed me off a little bit as well because these women have done the work and they've been they've been shouting it they've been saying it is it yeah. is it is and now it's like Rochelle swoops in when everyone's done the research and she takes it and she's like right superwoman it's my go let me let me save the day yeah. it's like girl let me people investigate have done the this. work yeah <laughs> Don't, there's no investigation needed like get out like and this is the thing sometimes sometimes the room sometimes the seat at that table isn't for you just get mm-hmm. out just go home okay yep. like and yeah we're just tired of it this is and this goes the same to leanne like Mm. i understand i feel like with leanne's case i understand that she's having this documentary probably like how um jesse had her documentary about being bullied by social media and whatever like not not that that isn't a serious topic but i did Mm -hmm. go to start watching the documentary and it was kind of like know what why don't you just turn your comments off and you're a grown woman to be listening to all of these things like Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion but okay yeah Yeah. like it but it just seemed like there was a lot of insecurity on her part which really um someone should have advised her to go to therapy for really being Mm -hmm. in like being in the music industry making making money as um as a pop star in a girl group like you can you can afford Mm. to find that anyway that's not putting criticism on her there's a lot going on for social media and i'm sure that documentary helped a lot of young people Mm. who are feeling that you know um in their like pre-teens and whatever anyway yeah yeah i feel like this thing with leanne's documentary is kind of Mm -hmm. like coming like that like because i because i was watching jesse's documentary thinking like it's called the odd one out all of this stuff and it's like hold on but there was a whole black girl in the group who i'm sure was getting a lot of racist abuse and whatever but okay like people are just making fun of you a little bit like jesse may may have felt like the odd one out but i think people picked on her 
like for uh, reasons that don't link to protected characteristics like for serious yeah. like it wasn't I don't know she might have seen it serious people might have been picking on her insecurities but like yeah. people yeah. were being were racist towards Leanne like they were they exactly. were calling her awful names from what I've heard so exactly she's not so the only I'm sorry one. like I'm sorry there's there's people like where like Jesse can go and get like this is nothing against surgery nothing against any of that like that's fine do what you want to make yourself Mm -hmm. feel good however she went and made her changes to make herself feel good about herself for her to sometimes look racially ambiguous um yeah it's true um literally whereas there's a whole black girl in this girl group who's getting racist abuse so Mm -hmm. i do feel like yeah leanne deserves to have her own documentary talking about the racist abuse that she has experienced in the music industry and at account of her fans. Mm. Um, but I do think like they're kind of just adding in the like, cause I've heard this before. Like people have, people have said when this documentary was kind of announced to be coming out, people were like, Oh, like it's like the colorism bit. It's just like a, a random add on, mm. you know, like oh let's let's actually discuss colorism this is a new thing that we haven't heard of so let's quickly discuss that and it's like a light-skinned woman isn't the right person to be discussing colorism unless you're going to get another start like you could have got another x-factor star to talk about who could talk about colorism you know like rayelle rayelle she was on Mm. x-factor i remember i remember the issue was on but i didn't watch it properly but then i realized like um, I've got some of her music on my playlist now and it's like, oh, I'm sure this was a girl who was on X Factor. I'm sure she <laughs> would be very well versed to tell you about colorism and racism in the music industry for the fact that people don't really remember her, you know? Yeah. Like, and you know what? It was probably, probably better off for her because those X Factor mm-hmm. deals don't seem like they're great. Yeah, they don't. But, uh, they really don't. <laughs> like literally, but like there's a lot of, um, dark skin R&B singers pop singers um, and pop singers in the from the UK yeah. who can talk about you talk to you about um, colorism in the music industry you know like Brie, Run- Brie Runway oh, could tell her. you yeah. you know like it's taking you know her time I mean? so, to like get to like the exactly the, the credit that the she's state, got for like ATM. She is. Yeah. Like, people love ATM, but like she's been working for time. Like I've, I've yeah, seen her exactly. Because I had never heard of her. Literally, yeah. I had never heard of her until she was on um, the Receipts podcast. Oh, really? Like, yeah. yeah, but but exactly. Like, I'm sorry. These these artists are like they're hiding them. They're hiding them from us. So like yeah. they can tell you all about racism and colorism in the music industry. Yeah, but um, you you guys still want to use colorism to put your your faves at the forefront of these yeah. conversations and I think as well, you know that's how you're complicit with colorism yeah it's so true i think as well um people like someone i think it was shantae she put an interest no it was uh stephanie she put an interesting yeah. post what's her surname stephanie uh stephanie yoba oh yeah yoba so yeah i saw her post she said something like we can't keep using the same excuse um for like we're using Rochelle for exposure we're using Georgia Smith for exposure we're using Leanne for Mm -hmm. exposure because it's like these girls if they were fully black they would not have got to the level that uh, yeah where they are at the moment they wouldn't have the reach that they have yeah Rochelle would not be presenting 
Good Morning TV. They only have Literally. one black woman, Alison Hammond, and it's because she's hilarious. Like they wouldn't have yeah, a black woman exactly. that hasn't got like a big personality. Like Rochelle, yeah. she seems cool, but she hasn't got and, a big personality. And don't you think it's really interesting that it is like it's the Alison Hammonds and the Judy Loves that are mm. allowed to be on these shows and be pre- prevalent, and it's like again there's going to be that kind of beauty standard where oh we put them on because they're funny you know like oh it's okay because they're funny but you know we don't start find them desirable like they're both beautiful women of course yeah you know but obviously because they're because they're big and because they're dark skin and black you guys aren't seeing them as desirable you're seeing them as Mm -hmm. funny so let's put them in there but no like there's a lot more to them these women are still beautiful these women still deserve to be presented these shows and it's just the fact like why is it it's just tiring it's just tiring because it's like we can see that with tv it all comes down to what they think beauty is Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and it's it always comes back down to that to what they think is beautiful and you know oh it's okay we put one dark-skinned woman in because yeah they're funny like but it's not all just just sometimes like why they have to have a lot they have to be doing a lot more to be getting into these places Mm-hmm. Than, than the Rochelles and the Leannes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look like, how funny Alison is compared to Holly Willoughby. Like, Alison, she is fucking <laughs> hilarious and she's an amazing Holly Willoughby is fucking dry. Oh my Literally, gosh. that's what I mean. But Holly gets the doesn't, main stage. Doesn't Holly Alison... Willoughby just remind you of, like, the biggest plain Jane? Like, <laughs> <laughs> She reminds me of, you if know. you were to think back in, like, um, like, more traditional times when there's like the perfect housewife the perfect wife that any husband would want yeah i think of a holly willoughby like this is this is the yeah and she always says wife. the right things yeah. yeah yeah she says exactly the right things she kind of reminds me like she gives me like katherine heigl vibes you know they just yeah. look like hella plain janes like yeah. like they just smile and just say the right thing just do a little giggle yeah the and giggles. yeah then then that just makes them oh yeah they're perfect they're they're amazing do we love them yeah yeah that's that's what i feel about they those are the vibes that they give me yeah literally (laughs) me too but but literally like yeah exactly yeah so i think i think with that like with the exposure thing i think you can't you you can blame georgia leanne and um rochelle Mm -hmm. for, for it on an individual basis to an extent but then there's also the behind the scenes stuff like from this documentary about black women yeah. yeah, we know the media yeah. are putting them there. We know the media are insisting on having them there. But yeah. anyway, carry on, exactly. sorry for cutting. And that's right. Um, and, like, if you um, look at it as, like, a documentary, who is going to be gaining money from this? So there's Rochelle. She's mm-hmm. the, the face of it. She'll be earning money. I'm sure um, <sighs> other people, like, that tell their stories, the fully black women, they'll earn a bit of money. And then yeah, but be then like, they've been speaking to Candice for nine months unpaid. Yeah, exactly. So. And they're also getting traumatic stories out of these women so their trauma they'll get a little bit of money for it and then that will make the show their stories will make the show and then the producers the people that do the casting and like the people that have done the investigation and the research Mm -hmm. what do these people look like and like what Mm -hmm. background do they come from it's just it comes back down to just white supremacy again like it's white people white people choosing mixed 
mixed people, people that are palatable, people that white people will like for mm-hmm. this show. And then we'll use black women to like get their stories. Yeah. And that will be the title. The black women will make the show, yeah. but they, they will yeah. gain the least from it. It's exactly. Just, it's unfair. And I'm sorry. The thing is that the the media, these production companies, they know who to talk to. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been talking to Candice in the first place. And yeah. there's a lot of articles on the BBC where Candice is the face of them. Mm-hmm. So they know who to talk to. They know who has been shouting, who has been who has been doing the work for these things all this time. Yeah. So you lot who are just being like, oh no, Rochelle probably didn't know. Oh, maybe she doesn't deserve backlash. No, yeah, they do. Because I'm sorry, they know. Like they have. Like how can Candice's face be the face of of this? for everything else and now a documentary is coming out mm-hmm. they were talking to her for nine months before and and now it's ready to for the hosting oh yeah 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 um can you please just put out a statement that you weren't involved in this because you know uh like you know it was two different productions i'm sorry all of you guys know each other Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, and this is and this is the thing. This is how calculated it is because Candice had to put out a statement clarifying that this was it wasn't the same documentary, yeah. which um, I'm sure we all can see through. Which even Candice can see through because she even said, "I've been asked to put this statement out." So <laughs> I love that. Let's not forget that this woman is not stupid. She has a best-selling book for like mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> like yeah. so, I'm sorry. They, I'm sorry, like I, all these production companies, they all know each other. So I'm pretty sure that they can easily have one production company, quotation marks, quotations. Mm -hmm. They can have one production company talking to Candice while they're getting all the information, giving it to the other one. And then they'll go and go and talk to Rochelle and get all their people together, ready to, to sort it out Mm -hmm. while stealing all of the content, stealing all of the ideas, stealing all of the work from a dark-skinned black woman in the process because yeah. they've been doing it all. They've, let's let's not pretend like they ain't been doing it. Come on now, they've been yeah, doing it all true. this time. You like, know why, why is it why why do we not see black women capable enough of telling their own stories? Why do we all, exactly. why do we need someone to hold their hand along the way, like or yeah. at least extract all the information and like <laughs> regurgitate it so in in like a whitewashed way so that white, yeah. the white audiences don't feel offended or like they're like yeah. being shouted at by There's... the angry black women like coming for them <laughs> coming for the NHS. You know <laughs> they, they need to see um, that kind of. They just need to see that uh, that other person there who's a bit close. He's a little bit closer to them, you know. Their skin's a bit lighter, so they're they're a bit closer to whiteness. So yeah, yeah, that's mm, okay. Just to, just to regurgitate the information so they can understand it a bit better, you know. Yeah, something and like this, that. This links <laughs> to as well, like protect black women. Like we cut like every everything yeah. links back to it because like people are upholding white supremacy without even realizing it. Like they're mm-hmm. they're doing these things and they're not thinking. They they they've got a privilege. Like mixed race people have privilege and they're not even thinking. Like that it doesn't cross it doesn't cross anyone's mind that oh I, what I'm doing right here is wrong. And um, yeah, I just I. I just hope Candice is okay. Like that, out of all this situation, Literally, I hope she's okay. And like, like people are buying her book a lot. Like I've seen a lot of yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Stuff. Like I'm, I'm happy that like something can come out of this for her. Like just raise the sales in her book, please. Just mm-hmm. like because the thing is, even her agent even asked if she could co-host with Rochelle, 
and they yeah. said no. Yeah. And oh. it's just like, why Why can't she co-host when she's got the experiences? It's like disgusting. she could actually co-host and have her face there. She can be sitting next to Rochelle and Rochelle can be all shocked about her stories yeah. too. They can both ask questions. Candice can ask her, you know, her in-depth questions and Rochelle can ask the questions that the producers give her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why, why would that be a problem? Like, I... I'm not going to say I would be happy with that outcome. I don't think I would be yeah. happy with that. But I could take that as, okay, yeah, I'll compromise with that. Mm-hmm. I'd, ha- I'd compromise with that, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we could get into the arguments, how much more is Rochelle getting paid to Candies, you know. Then we yeah. can get into those arguments then. However, like, but they said no. You yeah, know, they, they just don't no. want to see her face on there at all. And it's Ugh. just like... It's just this. I just find it. This it's is. Just, I find it really upsetting. It is. It's like, really upsetting. We're erasing black women from British media. Like, there's hardly any black yeah. women on our screens now. Yeah. And if there is, and fucking that's why- Sainsbury's advert that people just get angry people just like yeah people don't want to see it Tesco like, advert they cut them out yeah <laughs> when they see the backlash from Sainsbury's we're only allowed just... the, the happy jolly funny black women on our tv screens apparently and anyone else yeah. is too angry too too bitter oh, too yeah, like aggressive we yeah because we can't have angry black women sharing their trauma because they're too angry remember we can't like, have how, angry how black dare, women do anything. <laughs> how dare they be traumatised and upset that they almost died at the hands of the NHS? How dare Literally. they? <laughs> like, it's just, I cannot. I just is. I just find it so upsetting. And I just, because it, it's just, it's again, just one of those things just reaffirming like, Mm-hmm. This is this is this is my experience in life, and there's going to be future experiences I'm probably going to have with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it reminds me of a time when I was in a lesson. I was in a lesson at like the all girls school across the road because mm. I just did English A level there, and we were reading a poem called "The Little Black Boy" and whatever. Oh. Um, William William Blake, yeah, William Blake, I think. Mm. Anyway, and I was asked. <laughs> There's like five people in this lesson. I was asked as the only black person in the lesson what I thought of it. <laughs> yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. I hate that. So she came, I actually hate that. She came, she came to ask me and like, I, I came back to her. I was just like, yeah, the poem's quite reassuring that back in that time, this guy just was clearly not racist and just was trying to speak up for the rights of black children. Um, but yeah, like, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, yeah, I know that I'll probably experience, like, I'm probably going to experience this in my life. And, you know, I'm sure soon I'll come across racism at some point. <laughs> and I said, and I said that to them, like, just matter yeah. of fact. And then she comes back to me like, yeah, but racism isn't really happening now. And I was like, oh. yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and she was like, she's like, no, she's like, no, no, it's not. And I was like, well, my nah. mum is experiencing it in her workplace and my sister's experiencing it now, like in her, in the dance industry. So yeah, um, yeah it is. And I'll, I'll probably experience it too. And it's just like, I was just so matter of fact about it. And she was there telling yeah. me, no, no, it's not like that. Well, what does your sister do? Oh, but that's because they're looking for a certain type of person. So of course in that industry it would be. No, and yet your mum your mom is excuses. a different time. Your mum is a different time, you know? So of course that she experienced that, but that's not happening now. And I'm just like, <laughs> and obviously at, the, at that time, that she was saying this, I didn't realise that it was happening to me right now in person. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't register to me. But it's just like, it, yeah, I'm just reminded of that time because yeah. it's like, while I'm thinking, yeah, I've, there's more of this to come, 
for me, you know. Mm. It just reminds me of that time when she told me, no, it's not. No, there's not. <laughs> but at least and now you like, have way, like, we, I feel like we're all a lot more equipped to like articulate what we're going through. Yeah. We, know, we know that there's ways of I'm reporting surprised. things and raising awareness. People yeah. get angry I'm surprised at even at the stuff. time I... Yeah, I'm surprised even at the time I could articulate myself yeah. in her, to her face like, <laughs> when I did. Because it's like, afterwards I was, I was thinking, oh, why did I say that? I just should have just not said anything. But then it's yeah. like, I think back now and I'm so proud of myself that I did say that. You know? <laughs> but, I remember yeah. a time actually, I was in English class and um, it was A-level and we were reading like some book and I feel like every fucking English book had the word nigger in it, like every single one. And... Mm. Um, like one of my friends in my class got to that bit. She was reading it out to everyone. And she was like, I don't want to say that word. I was the only black kid in the class. She was like, I don't want to say that word. I really don't want to say it. And the teacher, oh, she was good. just a bit shy and she she was a bit weird. Like, I can't remember what she said. But then some like Larry boy in the class was like, it's just a word, just say it. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I'm the only black person in this room and you're, yeah. you're the one that's co-signing it. You're the one that's like, no, it's cool. Just say it. Like, I, I didn't say yeah. anything because I can articulate I was I was a bit shy and I was like oh my god I don't even know what to say to that but um, I feel like younger people now will be able to do it a bit but, more because of social media mm. they'll be able to and I think that's really out. good on her in your class to say that yeah 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 well, she, she yeah she was quite cool I don't really speak to her now but <laughs> she was quite cool yeah but no um, but for her to say like, I feel like at the time we don't realise because it's probably like she just doesn't want to say the word you know she's yeah. kind of you just think oh you're just making a scene at the moment you could just mm. skip over the word but um, but literally it's like yeah but no, what her making a scene well it's good like people like I don't know a lot of people in your class will remember that lesson when she was making a scene because she didn't want to say the word you know what I mean yeah that is true even though it's like even though it's such a small thing like because I'm sure I'm sorry there's people in that English lesson they must remember Mm, like if I can remember that what happened in my English lesson like and I was saying yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna receive racist abuse in my life mm. and for the teacher saying no other people in that lesson must remember it there was only four of us in the frigging class yeah. anyway like <laughs> you know so yeah it's just one of those things yeah but, which it shouldn't be but like I know it's sad yeah look guys we are tired and yeah again protect black women protect dark skinned black women protect mm-hmm. um, trans women protect black trans men protect black trans men just protect us all protect mm-hmm. black non-binaries just protect us yeah and like just under- just don't be complicit with colorism like Leanne's fiance and call yeah. it out just start calling it out honestly <laughs> just start Literally. talking about it talk about it with your family talk about it with your friends like they'll eventually get it you've just got to keep talking yeah. about it exactly and as well like because I'm sorry just to go back to Leanne's Leanne's fiance yeah so oh, yeah. her her fiance decided to when people were mentioning Leanne's name with the Rochelle stuff um her sister and her fiance mm-hmm. decided that they wanted to speak up on her behalf being like don't bring Rochelle and not Rochelle sorry don't bring um Leanne yeah. into this she is a blah 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 she's black blah 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 and it's just like and then it was just funny when I saw comments of people being like it's so funny a colorist defending <laughs> 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 someone was just 
just like someone re up his um his tweet saying that black women with red lipstick look like burnt toast. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. You should you lot should just keep your mouth shut. Like no one is criticizing and dragging yeah. your girlfriend. Just get over yourself. Honestly. And but if people want to say, look, people want to bring up receipts saying, you know what, Rochelle Humes has never wanted to speak about black people or colorism before mm-hmm. and how her and her husband were on a documentary where they were saying that um they don't think that they need to talk to their kids about racism mm-hmm. you know that's how um privileged mixed race celebrities can live their lives isn't it so they don't mm-hmm. have to teach their children about racism because you know their children are going to live their rich lives and not they will experience it but it's okay they Mm. can be ignorant towards it they're allowed to they've got the money to be ignorant so that's good that's good on them that's good on them and their family however you do not you are not qualified for these it just shows (laughs) yeah it just it just shows you're not qualified for these topics just a bit more stick to stick to other stuff and do a bit of reading and listen to the podcast and do a bit of research <laughs> literally and just just take the construction the criticism as constructive yeah like yeah. why does people always have to be offended honestly like <laughs> how embarrassing if you're, you're you're doing a documentary about colorism and your boyfriend pipes up and starts saying oh blah, blah, blah. he starts shouting on the timeline telling people to shut up for calling out colorism like imagine imagine and it just like it just says sister. that you don't understand yeah. Literally, you guys don't understand. You guys clearly are um you guys clearly are people who aren't experiencing it also as mm-hmm. light skinned people, you know? So yeah. just just stop. Just just get out of the conversation. this conversation isn't for you. Okay. Okay, so we've actually just seen a statement of um from Rochelle on this matter. So um I don't know if you want to read it, Diana. Yeah, I'll read it out. <laughs> Um, hey gang, um, this situation gang. around the documentary <laughs> gang already <laughs> stereotypes. Um, oh god, uh, this situation. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she said stereotype. <laughs> I just love picking shit apart. <laughs> Okay, okay, carry on. Right, anyway, pretend I didn't say that. This situation around the documentary (laughs) playing out online is complex. And I know that... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I'll I'll cut out my lovey. It's all right. Um, Go on, go again. I know that my response won't satisfy everyone. What a nice time Mm. to start start such an emotive thing thing with. She's literally. She's already unpicked it, and she's basically been like, "Yeah, I'm not sorry." She's she's basically already started to not say, sorry, "Sorry, not sorry." Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, I'm going to speak about the facts and what I know to be true. Firstly, I recognise mm-hmm. that I'm contributing to conversation that many Black women have been central to and fighting for a long time. When taking this. Okay. Well, taking on this project, it was necessary project. to producers and I that the voice of the people who have been directly affected are centered in the storytelling. What I find interesting there is like um, producers and I, who are these producers? What do they look like? I'd yep. love to see some pictures. And 
And okay, so you, and you guys have recognized that these people should be central in the storytelling. However, Candice is a central person who could tell yeah. the story could be hosting this documentary. But you don't but want her. They've chose to not. Literally. They've said they don't want her. Like, they can be yeah. central in the storytelling, but they can't be the ones that are presenting the storytelling. Like, yeah. it has to be someone and else. And leading the storytelling. Yeah. They can't lead the storytelling. The they can only check. be. Yeah, there can only be the poor black woman on the other side of the sofa telling their trauma because that's all we want black women to do. Anyway, carry yeah. on. Right, okay. <laughs> it's important for me personally and everyone involved in the documentary that mm. this ongoing issue is brought to the widest possible audience. Um, I want okay. to utilise my platform to add further reach and visibility to this ongoing issue with the sole <laughs> intention of creating broader awareness to affect change. Hmm. Um, I was offered the role as a host last year to go on an exploratory journey through the lens of the audience to ask the question, why? To tackle any issue on a national scale, it involves a community of people pulling together to advocate and rally for (laughs) change, as ultimately we all share the same goal. This is bigger than me and not about me. I'm just bringing this Mm. to it this topic to a wider audience and championing the incredible women that haven't yet had their voices heard. I want to honour the brave people who have opened up and shared their journeys in that I hope, well, in, in the hope that collectively we can understand, learn from and end these needless deaths. Then that was it. And then, yeah. Okay, there's, there's too much that we can unpick from this. So mm-hmm. should we start from the beginning? Yeah, <laughs> go on then. Okay, so <laughs> wait, wait. There was something in the beginning that I wanted to unpick. Can you just like repeat the first yeah, line, so please? She said, like, actually, let me just look as well. Okay. But, um, well go. On. What did she say? Well, she said this documentary um, is complex, and I know not everyone's going to like my response. That being said, I'm going to speak about it. What I know is true. Firstly, I recognise I'm contributing to a conversation that many black women have been central to. Okay. And there's a lot of things that we can unpack from from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So what it was is that when she said, I recognise that I am contributing to a conversation that many black women have been central to. And it's just like, OK, so what are you contributing, though? Because mm. you've you've just gone and put yourself like you saying that you're contributing to this situation. Like, but what are you contributing? Because you're not actually contributing your own experiences mm-hmm. with this. But OK, Um that was kind of like the first thing that I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and, and then she starts, and then when she starts saying how, um, about how it's ne- it was necessary to the producers and I that the voices of people who've been directly affected are centred in the storytelling, but the producers have decided to put you there to help. They yeah, put you're you the there, centre. someone who, yeah. You know, you there who has no experience in this at the center to mm-hmm. for black women to come and share their trauma with, with you rather than someone a black woman who is more than qualified who actually has experienced this mm-hmm. to be the one leading this conversation so it's like okay you're saying yeah the black women are going to be the center of this but it's not because you're you a mixed race woman who is 
no experience in this is actually mm. at the centre of this, but okay. Yeah, she's inserted but, herself somewhere where she doesn't actually need to be there. Like, yeah, you, you might yeah. be elevating, like, and, you you know, exposure, blah, blah, blah. But there's also black women, black female celebrities that you could have handed the baton over to, even if they haven't experienced this. There are black mm-hmm. female celebrities that could have yeah. taken this on rather than you. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, then when she goes on, look, I know that her PR probably wrote this for her, Mm -hmm. which is why this is, which is why we can unpick it (laughs) so much. But it's just like where she said how, oh, it's important to me personally and everyone involved that this documentary um, issue is brought to the widest possible audience. Like, what are you trying to say? So Mm -hmm. Candice's audience isn't good enough basically for this documentary so basically um the platform of the bbc isn't big enough to to (laughs) advertise this documentary that um they need rochelle humes to get her followers to watch it because it will reach the widest possible audience like Mm. how can you not see that you are being complicit right now Mm -hmm. by saying me as a mixed race light-skinned um tv personality will bring a wider audience because Mm -hmm. Like, and why do the producers think that you'll bring a wider audience? Because you are palatable. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't... Because of why colorism. Can't you... <laughs> exactly. Because of colorism. Because of the issue. Because of the reason why everyone is so angry. Yeah. And, nah. And it's just like, this apology literally is for that widest possible audience. So they can be thinking, oh, why is everyone being mean to Rochelle? That's what yeah. this is for. Yeah, and she couldn't even uh, suggest then, the co-host thing with Candy. She didn't even, like, that's yeah. what an ally would do. If she really did care about the exactly. issue and wanted to push it, she would have been like, I'm doing all I can to make sure that Candice is involved in this um, and yeah. she's, she's leading and she, with me or she's she's lead and I'm, yeah. I'm there for, you know, to elevate exactly. the show. I'm, I'm there for the widest possible audience. Yeah. You know, like she could, like she could actually use her her platform and suggest, oh, can we co-host? Yeah. Because that's what Candice's agent actually even asked if Candice could co-host. And they said no. To which the producers replied no. And, okay, so then it's about how... Oh, sorry, just getting <laughs> to the last bit. <laughs> okay, um, again, I was offered the host... I was offered this role as a host last year to make it out like, oh my gosh, it was a whole year, a whole year ago I've been yeah. talking, I've been involved in this. Yeah, Candice has been working on this for nine months. So they were chatting to you saying, oh yeah, we're, we're thinking about having you for this. They were chatting to Candice, getting all of her information to steal mm-hmm. from her and because I knew they were going to go with you in the first place. Cool. All right, thank you for, you know letting us know that you know um i don't like the language i just don't like the the exploratory journey thing like these are people's experiences like real life experiences we don't need an exploratory journey like all we need is black women talking about their their experience we don't need like this this is like a storytelling thing it's not yeah it's not like a fairy tale yeah there's there's no way that exploratory journey through the lens of the audience is Rochelle's words. It's just fucking to ask weird. the question like, why. What are you no, about, we don't man? need to like like you said earlier, we don't need to ask the question why. We know why. We know what the reason is. Mm. So basically you are complicit with those producers in putting out a, a another pointless documentary <laughs> for us to not actually say 
racism is the cause of this issue because you guys don't want to say that the NHS is racist. Mm-hmm. Like literally that's what, this is what this documentary is sounding like. Yeah. Um, They're not going to end, end then, the whole thing by saying the NHS is institutionally racist, are they? Like imagine Rochelle's documentary ending like that. It would be like, people's mouths would like their jaws would drop because i don't think yeah that will be the conclusion it's not going to be anything revolutionary it's, it's just going to be like talking about people why stories. is this happening no basically the way the documentary is going to end is and why is this happening that's going to be the end of the documentary <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to ask the end of the documentary is they're going to ask the question why <laughs> yeah we'll find out but, one day um, <laughs> And I hate how now it says, oh, it involves a community. So now now we're not being a community because mm. we're annoyed that she's hosting it, um, you know. And then and then she has to go on about this is bigger than me and not about me. Well, we know we know clearly it's not about you because mm. you have not you have no experience in this. Yeah. And that is just so undermining to Candice because mm. you are basically you're basically saying that by her actually pointing out this, pointing out being emotional. Like, this is gaslighting. Yeah, it is. It's deflection this is as well. Like, like it um, is. this isn't about me. I, I'm like, it's, it's. I'm just doing my role to make sure that this is getting out to a wider audience. Fuck off. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I was Candice right now, I'd be, I'd be sitting and questioning like, shit, like, uh, what, like, am I in the wrong? Like, what's going on? I'm really confused at this situation because no, Rochelle's like flipped if, it to make it seem like yeah. people are overreacting. Yeah, and no, she's not overreacting. Candice is not overreacting. Mm-hmm. And now Rochelle has been even more complicit in this and yeah. about how, like, uh, like I can imagine that Candice is probably really, really upset by this. Mm-hmm. I can't Because, like, we know, we know that the PR, they have written this for Rochelle mm-hmm. to put out there. You know, this is literally a slight to Candice. This is literally being like, oh yeah, Candice, we see that you're putting going on social media and you do have a following because now Rochelle is getting backlash, but we see that and we're going to let you know that <laughs> this isn't about Rochelle, Rochelle mm-hmm. you know, this is bigger than that. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is because we're trying to help a wider community. We're trying to ask the question why. And we're trying to understand and learn from and end these needless deaths. Fuck off. We'll end yeah. the needless deaths when when um the NHS is no longer a race um a racially in um mm. a racist institution. Yeah. That's when we'll end these needless deaths. I've, so and you're and from this documentary, that's not gonna end that. So shut up. Yeah, I think it's kind of Just cheeky to talking. say I wanna honour the brave people who have opened up, shared their journeys, etc. Like that's what Candice has done, yeah. that's what Kelechi's done. And these women are coming yeah. back and saying this is not the best way to go about it. And she's like, I wanna honour them, but you're not honouring them because people are opening up and saying like mm-hmm. we've spoke about these experiences these are our experiences yet that you're taking up too much space so she's she's yeah. not listening to i just think whenever black women are passionate about something and like especially that something not that allowed. affects them well yeah they're not allowed yeah. but like that's the time when people should be listening because they're in the right like exactly they're, they're the, the oppressed people so let's listen to the oppressed group do you know what i mean you can't be yeah like if if you, you know the people that are going to come back to rochelle and say oh like don't don't listen to the haters don't listen to the bully and the be kind gang it's going to be the colorists they're going to be the like yeah the colorists <laughs> and the the people that don't understand and the racists yeah they don't understand racism so look at the side you're on like <laughs> it's not yeah. right 
what are you being complicit in? Yeah. And I'm sorry, like, we can't, I can't trust in, I can't trust in these very violent words that you've just put out, Rochelle, mm. because when you've just been on a documentary saying that you're not teaching your kids about racism, yeah, not here for it. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, no, I can't, I can't. Because I'm sorry, I know it was Marvin Humes who said that, but I'm sorry, like, they're married, they're a couple, they've talked yeah. about how they want to raise their children, so they've had that conversation. Your, your partner reflects Exactly, you. Yeah. and um, no, this is this is not it, I'm, it's not on, and I'm, I'm tired, like, this is just tiring. Mm-hmm. This statement is tiring. The violence in the statement yeah. is tiring. And it's just you like... You know what I find kind of interesting yeah. as well that links to this? Her sister was dating that Connor with the teeth from Love Island, the racist guy. Oh, was she? So it kind of all, it all links up. Like, yeah, she was... Do you not remember? Did you watch Love Island when... Um, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor with the teeth. Yeah. I remember Connor yeah. with the teeth. Yeah, her sister dated him. And I was thinking, what the hell? Like, I, I thought Rochelle was a bit more... Mm-hmm. I don't know her like that, obviously, but I thought she was a bit more clued up on race and that maybe her family, like, speak about these kind of things. But no, like... Of course her, not her sister's dating a racist and then mm. you find out about her and Marvin then you find out about this it's yeah. like it's just some people just yeah it's too much now and like we're tired just just get like I'm sorry you've embarrassed yourself too much now just get off like you could you could have shouted yeah. to co-host but no you want you want to you want to mm-hmm. let people know that it's bigger than you alright yeah alright bitch exactly. well it's not okay and I'm sorry <gasps> when this <laughs> It's not because I'm sorry when this is actually really the violence of these statements. Yeah. When this is really affecting a dark skinned black woman and this is actually her experience. No, it's not bigger than Mm. you. And don't be implying that it should be bigger than Candice. Like Candice knows that it's bigger than her, which is why she's been Mm -hmm. why why she's been actively talking about this for years. Why she's actively gone and written a book. So know what? know what Candice already knows that it's bigger than her and right now yeah she's allowed to be upset and she's allowed to be in her emotions because um people want to go and put mixed race people at the forefront of everything because Mm -hmm. we can't have dark-skinned black women talking about trauma without a mixed race person to make their trauma seem less traumatic and less less devastating with this like like what I said before there are so many layers and it's the fact that she hasn't addressed any of them like mm-hmm. the colorism thing she hasn't listened to the black women's voices she hasn't listened yep. to the um the like the, just all of it it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like she's she's responded to any but it clearly, particular thing but clearly she doesn't believe in it then clearly she's yeah. she's complicit in colorism also and that's that's all this statement says to me i know i know that this statement has been written by someone else However, mm. <laughs> however, if we can dissect the statement for all of that and she was happy to post it thinking, oh, this is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is fine. She mm. was happy to post it. So that just shows how complicit you are. We, we've deduced so much from your stupid statement and I'm not going to mm. be happy with it. Like you said, right at the beginning, which is, and, and that's another thing. She's basically just gone and said at the beginning, if you're unhappy with it, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. And she's just, she's basically ugh. gaslit all of us who have a problem with Black this. women. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's gaslit everyone who has an issue. She said, Yeah. I don't care that you've got an issue. Let me still get my bag. Fuck off. 
Yeah, I don't like it. I, like, it's very smelly. She used to be my favourite member of the Saturdays, but now... Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I'm yeah, we, have to find we, were, one. we used to always be rooting for everyone black, but now. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful with these mixed, <laughs> these mixed guys and girls. <laughs> oh, I can't. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's enough, please. It's enough. Yeah. All right. It's enough. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, protects black women. We'll say it again. And yeah. Um, yeah like stop erasing black women yeah stop erasing black women's voices we uh, people think we shout for no reason (laughs) 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 we're not shouting for no reason okay (laughs) the end (laughs) period (laughs) literally and that's on that period (laughs) um okay let's get to inject it then let's 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 put some positivity we on need this, this situation this week, definitely yeah we do we do it's been very emotional it's been sad mm-hmm. but yeah let's 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 inject some positivity for you lot go on what's yours this week okay so mine this week it's very it's not even a quote it's just something that i've just been thinking in my head i'm actually <laughs> it's, it's it just makes me laugh I need to acknowledge that I'm actually, like, I'm unique and I'm, like, I don't know how to put this into words, but Mm -hmm. I've got, like, I feel like to myself, I've got a cool aura around me where I'm kind of sure, like, I know know what I like, I know what I don't like and stuff like that. And that's something that I need to value in myself a little bit more because when I meet people and talk to people and they give me unsure responses or, like, Mm -hmm. um people just aren't giving me the same energy back to me I just need to yeah. realize that I've I've got like potential and I've got things going for myself so just like mm-hmm. move away from situations that um aren't like helping me or like that hindering me. Like, I don't like yeah. having to dilute myself for people and I'm not saying I'm I'm not like a genius I'm not like this fantastic human being but like I'm mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when talking to guys especially I dilute myself and I don't I'm never like my full self because I. It's not that I don't want to embarrass them, but it's just that I don't feel like I should tell them all of these things about me because they might feel a bit like mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Like, oh, she's she's a bit quirky. She's a bit weird. She's like, like for instance, the basketball thing. Yeah. I don't really like talking to people about like all of my interests because I feel like it's too much, and people just think, oh, mm-hmm. like I don't even know. Like, it's just something in me. I need to look no, into it a little bit more. I get you completely. Yeah, I get you so, completely. But I. Yeah. Just yeah. in response to what you're saying, mm. fuck these guys. Who gives a <laughs> shit? I'm sorry. Just in response to what they're saying, like they want to be weirded out by you, then fuck them. Get out. I don't need I you know. in my life. Then cool. <laughs> but literally, that's just what I want to say in response to that. But I understand what you're saying completely. Like, um, I feel like we have been. I feel like society has actually mm. molded us to to for us to kind of tone down our personalities in front of people and I feel like especially kind of growing up in in areas where it's probably more dominated by white Mm -hmm. people and stuff you're just so used to that code switching so used to diluting yourself um you've grown up that way and it gets to a point where like you start to actually learn what you're actually like and it's like actually I'm not that person and if I want to shout about things let me shout I can shout and if it's bothering you 
then you can remove yourself from me. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? And yeah, I definitely. so like literally that that's definitely something that I've experienced. But yeah. I think that's a really good one. Like, yeah, um, I think that's a really good one. I like that. I, I feel like I'm moving more into my like authentic self, and I'm yeah. feeling more comfortable with just saying which is things. Great. Yeah, which like, and I'm not gonna like hold back. Like, I'm just yeah. gonna be me. Why do you have you to know? feel? Why do you have to feel embarrassed? Shouldn't exactly. they feel embarrassed for? of trying to tone you down for not yeah. wanting to listen they should be embarrassed exactly. <laughs> literally like um no that's a good one i like that i like that Thanks. and good for you good Thank for you, you. <laughs> um not in a patronizing way no <laughs> that was encouraging okay what's yours um so mine is um okay I'm trying to put mine kind of together. So mine is from like, uh, like a tarot reading I did last week. Mm-hmm. I just thought, let me look back at what I what I kind of mm. got from it. And um, so <laughs> mine is like, I to guys, it's time for us to um, stop doubting yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you got this. Okay, just like just stop that. stop doubting yourself and just go and do what's needed of you to do you know what you want to be doing you know what you are trying to achieve and just stop doubting yourself just go and do what's needed just go and do what it is that you're trying to go out to be doing Mm. um and also it's just like just stop putting so much pressure on yourself you're Mm -hmm. doing the work and just you're doing the work just stop doubting stop putting all the pressure like you've got this like you'll get there in the end and I know at the beginning of the podcast I was <laughs> I was talking how tired I was <laughs> so I'm really reaffirming this for myself oh. but you know what guys we will get there yeah just stop just stop doubting it like the time yeah. will come and it's coming it's coming soon it okay coming. and you know and as well we'll be like we'll be allowed outside as well too <laughs> literally yeah just stop doubting yourself just you've been putting in the work and just stop putting all this pressure on yourself because we we are getting there we are getting there yeah (laughs) in wherever it is it's true like you you shouldn't put too much pressure on now because like if you put so much pressure on the present moment Mm -hmm. then you're just not going to enjoy the present moment and you're you're going to constantly be worrying about the same thing like think about it this time next year you're probably going to be looking back and thinking oh why why was I worrying so much because things will fall into place because you work hard and you're going to get what you want like that exactly that's literally that like you don't need to worry about it and put barriers in your mind right now because all Mm -hmm. it's going to do is like damage your health or, or like make you feel uncomfortable and you yeah. know what you want to do and you're going to do it that's literally that's reminded that. me of something else i could say but i think i'm going to save it for next week but okay. yeah but like literally yeah just guys you we've all got it <laughs> we'll get outside soon enough <laughs> oh, i can't wait um, i can't wait but yeah <laughs> literally same but yeah um thank you guys for sticking around for this episode i hope you enjoyed it um protect black women please in in everything Mm -hmm. i feel like that is the theme of this week's episode definitely um but yeah like protect black women love black women because you know we're all fantastic like Mm -hmm. and just because we're 
we're shouting out about colorism doesn't mean that we don't love light-skinned black women and mixed-race women it doesn't mean that all we're doing is just saying can you please just recognize where you're being complicit and where you're not Mm. actually helping a situation just please just recognize that and maybe in some situations take a step back and Mm -hmm. that's it but um like Mm -hmm. well Deanna will shout about it to you you know (laughs) (laughs) if you want to know more just watch my Instagram stories because I'm always literally talking shit about this kind of stuff she's always (laughs) shouting at the mixed race women (laughs) she's just like (laughs) I feel like it's such a privilege though like honestly like if if I'm mixed race myself and I know people are going to listen to me a bit more like I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about it more because I know people will listen to me a bit more same Ex- with like yeah. um, I know that because I'm half white my mum's white I can talk about race a lot like at work all these different places because mm-hmm. I'm white myself like I'm half white so yeah people aren't going to people aren't going to put the same stereotypes on to me I might get yeah. it a bit but I won't get it to a detrimental yeah, yeah and like it's not going to be like the whole eye roll, you've got a chip on your shoulder conversation. Yeah, literally. You know? Yeah. Which, um, you know what? Like, you lot be like Diana, yeah? Like, <laughs> she's showing you the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that is it for us. Yeah. Is there anything? No, that was so say? good. I just can't stop talking. It was. I'm really chatting. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that episode. I really did enjoy it. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank Thanks. you. And we will see you soon. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, so... Um, I've got to keep I'm, plugging those. <laughs> yeah, we are injected underscore pod um, on Instagram and Twitter please follow us please mm-hmm. tweet us you know like we love you um, and yeah I am Alexandra you can find me at A-L-X-N-D-R underscore N-I-C on Instagram I'm at D-E-A-N-N-N-A B-O-A-K-E on Instagram follow me I love Instagram it's my favourite app yeah oh me too I love Instagram <laughs> oh yeah but like as well just um, go check out um, Deanna in Adidas yeah oh. her, she's got it on her Instagram so check out Deanna in her Adidas campaign too she looks hella cute <laughs> and hella happy injecting positive vibes from everywhere you know so <laughs> go check, check out her Alex's out Alex's skating it's oh, amazing yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can check out my skating but you'll have to you have to search for it um, it's on a different account but yeah my, you'll find mm, it yeah, you'll find it. If you if you go hunting on my reels on my normal account, I'm sure you'll be able to find my skating account <laughs> if you guys want to stalk me on there. But <laughs> yeah, but like, um, that's us. I hope we've injected enough positive vibes, given you some information to think about. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. Love you so much. Yeah, thank you. Love you.